0: Hello, everyone. Uh, the Indie Council is in session. Welcome. This is a place for the leading voices from across the industry to gather to talk news, titles, and everything indie. I'm your master of ceremony, Jill Grote, the Indian former, and joining the council today. Birthday boy himself, Mike Toundro. Hi. <laughs> he is lighting. Yay. For anybody who's listening to audio, he's lighting his uh, ceremonial bang candle. I assume you're going to make a wish on that, too, so that your birthday wish oh, it is burning I, up. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely ceremonial. Uh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that away from my face. Yeah,
0: good idea. Good idea. The next time uh, you see Mike, he'll have less beard.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the end of the show, when I blow out the candle, I'll make a wish. Okay. I'm also going to do Are you allowed smar- to tell ceremonial. us what it is? No, Where probably is not. One of
0: those? Okay.
1: i just going to do one of those also.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Cheers. Happy birthday to me.
0: Happy birthday nice. to you. Happy birthday. And as seen uh, on as seen On the Indie Council's <laughs> best dress list, Janet Garcia. Hello. Hello, Good Janet. Night. I got a chance to see you more recently than everybody else on this uh, panel, yeah. and we looked amazing.
2: I know. I posted it on, <laughs> I think I posted it on our Twitter page, the Indie Council underscore shout out to whoever yep. took the <laughs> handle um i'm sad we didn't get a day of the devs picture because i think it would have been funny to have like us not working and then a picture of us working but i just like i don't know i yeah. are we so busy i didn't want to slow you down for my <laughs> photo op i i felt like
0: i'd taken so many pictures and at the end of the week i was like why do i only have one
2: picture
1: that's how it always goes mm-hmm Nobody thinks about pictures. Also, the,
2: I, the last thing, and then I, I want to hear Jenny get introduced, but um, I realized this year <laughs> that it is it is a mistake to take a picture with someone on their phone and think that you're going to ever see that photo again, because yeah. yes, I'm like, is this for your private printed out photo album that only you see? Like, tag me in that. Like, what's going on? Uh,
0: and I think that's uh, that's everyone, right? No more introductions to be had. Yep, I just don't. Only, only
3: stateside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, don't. <laughs> uh, also on the council, guest 564825, <laughs> otherwise known as the host of a mouth-watering wholesome snack, Jenny Windham. Hello, coming at you from Hello. the UK today. <laughs> she wanted to join us so badly, you guys. Mm-hmm. Technology was trying really hard to fight us on that.
4: It's been, but, yeah,
0: the internet really didn't want to deal
4: with me today, but I said, no, no, I must talk about indie games. <laughs> you will not stop me.
1: <laughs> well, we got at least two hours, so don't drink, it, okay? Let's, let's knock on wood. <laughs> let's make sure things somewhere. stay cool.
0: Yeah. And one of the big reasons that we want everybody on the panel today is it is our end of the year extravaganza. Normally we would go into like indie news and topic of the show and we sort of have that. But uh, we're, it's really going to be just one big celebration of everything that's happened game, uh, the game awards, we're going to be talking about uh, our own awards, and top 10s, and you don't want to miss it. So keep uh, tuning in, I guess. I don't know what the term is for podcasting. Keep listening slash watching. You know you are.
1: Keep on hitting that gavel.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: the gavel so- ghouls. <laughs> it's been a long year
0: yeah it yes and we especially wanted jenny here because she's going to be a big part of our next segment which is our game award prediction outcomes everybody might remember that we gave our game award predictions in a past show jenny wasn't on it but she did send over uh predictions beforehand um, and I'm going to go through all those categories and see how all of us did. So, number one category: games for impact. I went for a space for the unbound. Janet was all about Venba. Mike went for Terranil, and Jenny picked Chia. Self interestedly, perhaps
1: corporate shill. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I figured. Well, and I wrote to you when I wrote the nomination. I was like, my heart, like I personally love Venba, but I also am like. I have to I have to say Chia because I worked on Chia, yeah. <laughs> and also and the team. You know, I think I think they did a really great job on
0: Chia. So. Yeah, and she's not wrong because Chia won games for Impact, so that's one point to Jenny. Woo! Heading heading into the first of two of our categories that didn't actually make the main stage, uh, best RPG. I. I went with my heart like Jenny did, but it failed me. I picked sea of stars. So I wanted it so bad, but Jenny, Mike and Janet all picked Baldur's gate three for a delightful win, which everybody gets a point for, except for me.
1: Do we get the point? Even if it's not a, an indie game?
0: I mean, if you, I mean, I, you said it, you, that was your prediction. So I'm giving it to you. Debut indie. Uh, Everybody else went for it was Janet Jenny and Mike all went for Cocoon. Uh, and they were correct because Cocoon was awarded the best debut indie title whereas I really wanted Dredge to hit something and again my heart's broken.
1: Yeah. It's a shame that Charles H Cocoon couldn't make it on stage in time yeah. and they had to have the Annapurna reps speak Someone on his behalf. Stepped on him. Oh, backstage. I
0: hope not. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and then uh Best independent game, which also didn't make it onto the main stage. Uh, A running theme. Yeah, we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Me, Mike, and Janet all thought Cocoon was absolutely 100%. There's no way it's not going to get best independent game. And guess what? Jenny showed us all up again, picking (laughs) sea of stars. So for anybody who was keeping tally during that whole segment, the winner and absolute sweep, of every single category predicted correctly, it's Jenny Wyndham. Yeah,
3: I was about wild run you went in. Yeah,
4: because I never get yeah. any of these right usually, so I'm, I'm like, I wish I bought lottery tickets. I wish I bet on this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I guess you just know the scene more than I do. You know what I mean? Just, like, I hate I to, to have to in admit in. defeat, but like... Your your hand is on the pulse, like (laughs) you know. You could clean up in Vegas, you know. You can be one of like the analysts or whatever. You
4: know. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I wish I could say that was true, but I did go to Vegas for TwitchCon this year, and it was not pretty. So I feel like we should just. (laughs) I'll I'll take my wins where I get them.
0: Yeah, maybe you traded for being able to win this (laughs) of no real value competition. (laughs)
1: Hey, there's, Our love um, and respect.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. There's emo- yeah, there's
2: emotional value. You yeah, know, you can't I really put a just
1: price one into priceless. people
2: try. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, Jenny's gonna have to take over like Master of Ceremonies or something because it's impressive. I could never take your spot. No. Big shoes to fill.
2: <laughs> I will I will say too, the real um shocking besides honestly I was like, Oh my god, Jenny like tore it up. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because the places it's like it's it it was perfect like it's like the places you deviated where i was like nah no way and then it's like (laughs) you're right like what the heck and the big shock to me from the night looking at these categories again is that debut indie and best indie were different just because you would Mm -hmm. think that like you know what i mean like i mean i guess maybe there's a wider spread in the independent than there is in debut so i guess maybe that's where the different the differentiation comes in like maybe the reverse would be more uh, like more common than like debut versus independent because they have a technically different pool um mm-hmm. but yeah i was i was a little bit surprised by that um yeah see a star stance they're winning yeah, yeah. they came, they came, they out. came out. finally they, they came the yeah. Stars <laughs> community. <Finally.
0: laughs> i well, think the there might there's... be a little bit of just like when people are voting just being like we don't want to give everything to one thing so we'll give even well,
1: though we Stray last year. That's why I did Cocoon for both. Stray was both last year. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. People love cats. I guess people don't like them. Um, people, people do love cats. Whatever that. People thing. don't like bugs. People like bugs. People Kong- like bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it, like what is that? Like you're a little like
0: guy.
2: I don't think he's a is
1: cockroach.
0: He... I think he's a dung beetle actually. Yeah, I think it's makes more, more sense. dung beetle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Like a mystic dung beetle. I'm
1: Googling it.
2: <laughs> is it? I think it's the same. It's like the. It's like a realistic version of like. Remember Yoko's Island Express? It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if you made that, like, moody and artsy? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Oh, it turns out, if you just Google what is the bug in Cocoon, it it brings you to science pages. I should write (laughs) game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Too bad he is dead now. Uh, On to our Game Awards experiences. Um, I'm going to gloss over the fact that I I didn't get any of those categories correct because I don't want to...
2: Well, I, I feel like that dwell you, on you it. have an easy out, though, because you kind of purposefully were like, I'm going to zag. And yeah. like, the zag didn't pay mm. off, but I think you you zagged for zagging's sake. Right. But, like, Jenny's zags all hit. And I'm like, <laughs> I I was... know, it's, be- it's best not to
0: compare. That's what the- I was
2: hoping you wouldn't do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs>
0: uh, so, a few of us did get to go to the Game Awards directly. So, we have Must a little bit nice. of a... <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I would have tried to fit you into my suitcase if I could.
1: You ain't fitting this man in a suitcase.
0: I have a big suitcase, so
1: I don't know if it's six foot three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ball up. Well, I was gonna say because you, you could like curl Mike? up, right? So put really, it, it, it on there. there
1: you know? I, I am pretty amoeba-like. I I could squeeze into a backseat of a car pretty damn well. It's all that say.
4: goobies. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, that yeah. goobies energy? training. Yes. This is yeah, it's that all the
0: but i mean you gotta have a different experience it was interesting speaking with my partner uh after the show and seeing kind of things that he saw or didn't see versus things that were like obvious to someone in the crowd um but yeah let's talk about how how was everybody's game awards um whoever wants to start out mike you look like you want to say (laughs)
1: something yeah the last episode of IndyCast started with an hour-long tirade of just anger yeah (laughs) about the run of show and obviously i mean we don't have to go like super into detail because everything's been said exhaustively at this point but yeah i mean you know the cutting off the speeches the the not including like independent game as like a core spotlight category same with rpg which is wild um i thought it was a great winter games fest but not a good award show obviously i uh, i mentioned this on indycast and wherever we talked about it i really wish um jeff and obviously it's not just jeff but like the entire tga crew take a note from the grammys like the grammys does have the pre i forgot what they call it but they have an, an actual award sem- ceremony where they go through every single award and every single person has their moment and there are still performances in that but it's not like the grand spectacle then you can have like a a two-hour intermission if you want to then you have the grand spectacle put the major awards in and yeah then have all the reveals and so on and so forth like there is a, a way to do it and i don't i'm not discrediting that it is an easy production to pull off of course it's not it's it's Impossible. And yes, it is the uh, the reveals and the announcements and the trailers and the hype that do draw those hundreds of thousands of viewers watching it simultaneously, of course. But this wasn't the way to do it. You know, and it's a Uh, bummer.
0: I want to cut in on your because you brought up the topic. There was an absolutely wonderful article today from the glorious Rebecca Valentine over at IGN with uh, Game Awards winner speeches that they didn't get to give. And I do want to run through those just super quickly because uh, the first one was from creative director at Sabotage Studios and game director on Sea of Stars, Terry Boulanger. I'll go with a little French on that one. Uh, so winner of Best Indie would have said, imagine that I look like this person and I'm holding a statue. Hi, Terry. Um, <laughs> It says, congratulations. Thank you so much. I don't know how this happened. Uh, I've been outspoken throughout development. That Sea of Stars is a game that's incredibly personal to me. It would be hard to put into words how much it means that the team allowed me to share this vision and then poured themselves into it to such an extent. That is something I'll never forget. We are all so lucky to do what we love. And I try to keep that reminder close every day that I have the privilege to make games. Like many productions, it's been a very challenging, fulfilling journey. Everyone from the team at Sabotage has poured an incredible amount of heart and soul into this little world we created. It is a real delight to see everyone that gathered to celebrate it. Shout out to our partners to Animation for their amazing job on cinematics and Quilun Knights for believing in us from day one. And finally, a big warm hug to all our fans and their incredible support since the game was announced. Thank you! Yay! Yay! What Ooh. a great speech! <laughs> and then Jenny, I don't know because unfortunately Jenny had to be on mobile. I kind of wanted you to read this. Are you able to, or is this yeah is that be I, a problem?
4: I am able to, um, are you talking about Phil? I would
0: also like you to impersonate yeah, this person yeah. as much as well. <laughs> no. oh <my> gosh! <laughs> or, or not, if is, that's like
4: way too hard. Phil is way too cool. I am not that cool, but I absolutely will, would be happy to <laughs> She read, says that um, so. she's like joining us so, from Europe. No, oh my gosh. Uh, for a work trip. It's like, you know, the most boring reason to be. be hey in man.
0: Europe. Um, but there yes, our worst work trips, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. True. So the, uh, the Award for the games for impact. Chia. Ooh, hey, yeah. it's me, Phil, the creative director. Allison. Awesome. Uh, um I think can anyone else okay. hear Jenny, or is that just the oh, no. oh, okay. you can hear me? No,
4: no, you're good, you're up, okay, good. do Go like, like don't worry. Yep. You're good,
0: you're good. Okay, Go
4: ahead. Perfect. This has an especially symbolic place in my heart because the first time we revealed Chia was on this show. And back then, we couldn't believe that a little piece of New Caledonian culture was, for the first time being broadcast to millions of people around the world. Oh, no.
0: It'll, it'll catch up. It's it'll just up. like the it'll real it's just like the real game awards, everybody. <laughs> just like not so easy, is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Jeff heard us talking about him, and now he's cursed our uh, no. our little podcast.
1: Should Hopefully, I keep going? Oh, there, oh. oh, there's movement.
0: Okay, Jenny, okay. go right on ahead. Okay, <laughs> should I start from the beginning? Oh, God.
2: <laughs>
4: okay. I'm tag
2: teaming you in. Yes. Jenny, I hope you can hear that we are switching it up while you kind of reconnect, but I'm going to go ahead and read. So, Phil Crevo, creative director of AWESAB and game director on Chia. There's also a quick author's note that says uh, Sony Shuhei Yoshida accepted the award on behalf of krifo at the game awards and did offer a short speech. Kripo also shared his own thoughts with us since he couldn't be there. This has an especially symbolic place in my heart because the first time we revealed Chia was on the show. And back then we couldn't believe that a little piece of new Caledonian culture was for the first time being broadcast to millions of people around the world. We were incredibly proud then and even prouder today. There are many people to thank. Uh, theory, Borua and Mar- Marlo Lopez for taking the leap of faith with me, my Awasep family for their trust and unbelievable talent, Alexis Garvarian for somehow believing in this crazy project, everyone at Kepler I love who I love dearly, Greg Rice for noticing Chia so early, and everyone at PlayStation. Thanks to the Game Awards for celebrating games like ours, and congratulations to the other nominees who deserve this just as much. And most importantly. I'd like to thank the whole population of New Caledonia for championing and embracing Chia all along. This award is not just a celebration of what we made. It is fuel to keep going and to keep telling stories that are deeply ours, believing they will keep resonating with all of you. Yay!
0: Yay. standing ovation! Yay! And then Jenny jumps on stage and tackles him. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: I, did, I did put in our, just for like the podcast listeners, like in our group chat, I did put like, jenny like go accept the award like obviously you know she is great but <laughs> yeah. i was like i really wish jenny could go on stage even though it's like it
0: would be come on that would have been the talk of the entire show if jenny had just tackled you <laughs> can
1: we really can we talk about security like how stacked yes. it was?
0: oh yeah it was it stacked. Was. it was um, impressive like <laughs> and which i don't blame I... him. Yes, I was trying to take pictures and every one of my pictures of like the performances has like at least one very big muscular human being just like Mike is doing right now with the arms crossed and like in silhouetted (laughs) because they're not like on the stage. So it's just this black darkness of scary figure trying to keep people away.
1: That's what the show really needed. Three hours and 17 minutes is, is just a good old tackle from a big man.
0: <laughs> I really
1: needed that late in the show.
0: Yeah. Um, that kind of dovetails into sort of my in-person uh, feelings about the show because uh, it's, it's amazing to be able to go. I'm really glad that I, I was able to attend dressing up and seeing everybody else dressed up and like having fun times and connecting with people and like I got to meet not only people that that I know and that I'm friends with but also totally new people who I'm like hey I know you from the internet um that's always a really weird situation um but going into the show itself and being like you're in your finery and you're there for like four hours and you don't get a go like at one point I actually did try to take a break like a bathroom break and like they kind of stop you from going in again until there's like a a stop in Mm -hmm. in the production uh so i missed the seeing chia get its award live oh
1: that sucks Mm.
0: i know i was like i thought i picked a perfect time we were right in the middle of a commercial i'm like huh i'm gonna do it but no, uh no such luck
1: yeah Yeah. last year um so obviously I didn't go this year. Um, but I went last year and I made sure to strategically pick an aisle seat so I could at least stand every commercial break. Um mm. that's kind of the way to go.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's so bad when you're like doing the shuffle. Yeah. And you're like, I feel so awkward right now because like everybody's looking at you because you're blocking everyone's view of this event that's happening. And
1: <laughs> yeah. I did um the kind of another critique that's been going around, um, notably from that and and bless um i I was in the future class seats last year so i understand that pain as well of just having the jib in front of you so like you can't Mm -hmm. see the show uh bonkers that those are the future class seats i thought those were just the scrub seats for like the cheapos like me
2: (laughs) just yeah Yeah. sometimes they end up being the same and (laughs) and that's unfortunate but i mean yeah for the being there it's my it was my second year attending um And, yeah, it's fun to dress up. It's great to see everybody. Um, But it was the first year, which, you know, again, we'll be brief because much like Mike said, the discourse is discoursed already. So it's like we don't need to get too, too into it. But, yeah, it was the first year where I really felt like I left just, like, not feeling good about the show. And, obviously, there were, like, a lot of exciting announcements. And, you know, whether it was in the pre-show or the main show, there were even a couple indie things, which, you know, we'll get more into later. But it, it just felt like it was such a slight to the people winning the awards to have the timer Mm -hmm. be so strict to combine that with also, you know, and there's always things that are quickly ran through. But when you kind of add it all up, it kind of reminds me of, you know, they say when you see one negative thing, you start to see everything. Mm -hmm. And while a lot of the critiques people voiced about the Game Awards have been happening forever. So people are like, oh, you know, it's always been an ad fed. It's always been a bunch of trailers. It's always been. It's like, sure. Well, one yes, it's always been those things, and that still maybe has its issues, but two, I feel like I accepted that to a degree, and I was like, fine, whatever, this is what it is. It's going to be a long show. It's going to be too long, whatever. But for this to also have, like, one of the things you already didn't do super well is now done worse, and it's kind of supposed to be the main Mm -hmm. part of the show, I think was really frustrating, and it just, it felt, for me, not to, like, sound like, I don't know what the equivalent of white knighting is for, like, a studio, but, like, I just felt, like, weird... It would, it, to me, it would feel weird to leave and be like, man, a lot of those developers got rushed off stage, but I'm so excited for, like, could you, even though I am excited for those games and I'm excited sure. for the indie stuff that's there, but, like, I really didn't feel any of that um, because I just felt, like, it was just it was just so, like, noticeable. I think especially being there live and seeing it happen in real time, um, yeah, it was unfortunate. And I, I do think it'll change for next year. I don't know if it'll change enough, but I yeah. definitely... Jeff definitely noticed that everyone was talking about that and the fact that he tweeted about it out the gate is a rarity mm-hmm. because there have been other criticisms yeah. that I know he's heard that he, like, is like, hey. Just...
1: You know, behind the scenes, you know, about, yeah. whatever, right? He doesn't address yeah. it in publicly. Right, yeah. Uh, Kind of on that note, like, this wasn't... Like, yes, it was a response to Christopher Judge last year. I get <laughs> it. This was not the year to trial run a, 30, a hard 30-second timer. Like, we industry folks have had such a difficult year this was the time to give people a voice mm-hmm. and like and i while i wasn't expecting it because it is jeff you know you gotta please the board please the advertisers all that good stuff in his opening monologue there was the perfect opportunity to address the layoffs and yeah. just everything going on and i was like i felt it in my heart for a second i was like oh my god is he actually gonna say something and then immediately like hard left turn to Anuma and talking about Zelda. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. That Nothing. was
0: especially felt, uh, in person because in order to actually get into the line to go in, you had to walk past like essentially protesters yeah. who were talking about unionizing and how bad the year has been. So it's like, this is a very important topic we could have touched on in a, in a good way. Um, I think it is very interesting that they saw uh, Chris Judge's speech from last year as a problem to solve to this degree because it was long, but also it was a defining feature that people liked about that show last year. And they even, like, touched, made a little joke about it the first couple of minutes in the show when he was talking. Um, So that is something that brought people good energy and, and happiness from last year. And to course correct to such a degree is a little wild. Um,
1: I want Jenny to share her thoughts as well. But my last thing on the speech, um, you especially felt it when I forgot the voice actor's name, Neil, right from Baldur's Gate? Yeah. When the music cues, as soon as Neil mentions representation in video games, and it was felt once again. It was like a one-two punch with Annapurna and Cocoon. I'm blanking on her name, but as soon as uh, the woman, the from who worked at or works at Anaperna, stepped to the microphone, the big music cued, and it's like, yeah. hey, guys, lay off a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Bam. there was definitely an instance of people not. There was a lack of human element there with like people not listening because obviously the big one that other people have like touched on was like. Larry and talking about some of the co-workers that have passed away in the pandemic and that you get that. So it's like, yeah, that I, I don't, I was not very happy with a lot of the things that happened in the show. Um, but I, I am optimistic because I believe that Jeff is paying attention. Obviously I don't think that we we're going to get a lot of corrections last the next year. I believe that. And if we don't, then that's the time to start saying like, okay, we need to start dismantling this or we need to start like figuring out how this works or start doing like blah, blah, blah. Like it's always going to be a a balancing, like Mike said, because it's always been a little bit advertisement. It's always been about keeping certain parties happy. And a lot of that too is like, this is the biggest award show of our industry because of the announcements and because of the the advertisements and and that sort of thing like that's a hard it is a hard thing to argue against you know like I think a couple of there's things always have been be that element
4: simultaneously right it's like i i this is absolutely like there is no show that can give any game the platform it has, except for the Game Awards right now. Like that is just yeah. the reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think because of that, um, I I also I think Janet used the word slighted. I also felt very slighted by the fact that he didn't take the time after multiple opportunities of of acknowledging he has platform to not say anything Um, but then sort of doubling down and also not allowing devs to say anything that uh, was sort of the like very it felt very disrespectful to me um, whether or not it was intended to be that way and I think especially like Mike was saying in light of a lot of the concerns that like a chunk of the future class had brought up in terms of like the geopolitical climate happening right now Uh um, about the layoffs in the game industry. It's like, it felt like Jeff almost didn't really trust the developers themselves to speak to the issues that were important to them, uh, which also felt again, it just felt very like frustrating. Um, And so while I simultaneously want him to take that, I hope he takes this feedback. I hope he improves. um, Again, a lot of these issues are things that have been bubbling just over the years with the game awards. So maybe this is the thing that'll like get him to really see and start shifting uh, the format of the show even. But also I feel like this is a really good opportunity to say, Hey, if we want other shows that do platform developers that do actually do this work that we like, and we want to encourage it, we should, we should pay attention to them because game awards are powerful because we give them attention. And if we gave yep. other award like, you know, long process but i think we could give other shows like day of the devs which is what we'll, you'll probably talk about in a second or bafta's you know they have we have other shows that do similar things right. um that Jesus do has have coming up and i always love their award
0: ceremonies
1: exactly i love so. dice also dice awards yeah. are fantastic yep so
4: i think i love the spectacle hey. but yeah yeah of
1: course <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, will say there, there is a reason I tweeted something from the six one account last week. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm we'll ready talk, for it. you know, maybe we'll talk.
2: Um, I think too, like this sort of may ties into, um, how the show was for indies and the kind of things we saw. It was an interesting <laughs> kind of, uh, I don't want to say it was a complete contrast cause there were like flashes of it, but it was interesting attending the show now being on this podcast with all of you and looking at it from that indie perspective, um, because there definitely was like that indie presence in some pockets, like even a little bit more so than I think previous years. But at the same time, there was stuff like, oh, some of these indie awards not really getting space on stage or not really having those moments. So unfortunately, I never went back to get the direct quote from Jeff, but he had, so- he had said something to the effect of, it's not lost on me that all the Game of the Year nominees are, and he basically says, A game, so it's important to use this to showcase new projects. And while, you know, he did that with definitely some... Titles for sure that we saw like pop up, it it was just kind of interesting, you know what I mean? Like I don't really have a big comment on how successful or not, but like I feel like this year more than other years that was sort of he drew attention to it in a way that he doesn't normally. Yeah. Like, what, what was your guys's read on that? I guess before we get into well, yeah, it's, the specifics of what was shown,
1: it's like yeah, he said what you just quoted about like it's you know all the triple A's are in the game of the year categories um and there was also that quote of like oh it's so great that we could spotlight independent games on the main stage and And we'll obviously get into it like detail by detail but like once again the indie show was the pre-show which like i'm assuming based on what my experience was last year well am i correct in saying that everybody was chilling in the lobby during the pre-show
2: a lot of people not everyone Uh, but yeah it definitely was was fairly full
1: yeah it was and like i in my heart of hearts obviously like a lot of the bigger names in games media, like the more prominent figures are attending the awards in person. If I was an indie dev and I got a spot on the pre-show, like I'm fairly certain the person I want to see my trailer is hanging out in the lobby. Has no idea that I'm, I'm debuting something really cool. Uh, The only like, it's just like, again, going back to that Jeff quote, like it's baffling that the only, uh, we have like Jill, you, you listed on our doc here, like the, the games on the main stage, like, right that is like being a little considerate calling it indie because like obviously you get into the nitty gritty of like yes you know exactly. hello what hello games probably has more money than god at this point um you know don't more double in- a and stuff like that we'll get into it but like yeah, yeah, yeah. the one true indie is big walk that was on the main stage which is awesome i wasn't expecting that game to be shown on the main stage yeah. killer but if you're gonna say like i'm so happy we could give independent games these platforms do it
4: well, and it was Don't so just weird just stick them in the
1: the pre-show just do it
4: cuz also the i think it was the best independent game category um and i may be mem- misremembering this but i think most categories had six titles available for nomination and yes. the yeah. indie one had only five one of which was you know debatable you know
1: the questionable, yeah it
4: was the questionable so really you had perhaps four indies at that point who were kind of in that running I think for a lot of folks which was a weird call for me like why why reduce that category even more
1: well Jenny when we talk about our games of the year uh we only have a top four it's it's just those games there were only four (laughs) indie games released this year yeah there were only four indie games this year Yeah. So they were spot on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was hard for me to differentiate a lot of the time what was in the pre-show and what was in the main show. Mm -hmm. I made, I did my best to like remember which is which, but it's so like a blur. Literally, I went back through my um, live reacting I did on Discord uh, in my channel, and it in minute nine of the pre-show, I was like, "Well, we're done for the evening." We don't need any yeah. other announcements. <laughs> we got so we got Pony Island 2. We got Rise of the Golden oh, Idol. We got Windblown all in that. Dave the Diver and Dredge. I was like, what else could possibly be interesting for me? This is amazing.
1: Real talk. The pre-show was like one of the best, most hyped things of the year for like I, our specific niche. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the amount of people I met throughout the evening who basically who are not indie people who are like from big outlets and big like AAA studios and stuff were like yeah the pre show was fire so mm-hmm. why are we not putting this on the main stage especially like y'all my mind was a little blown cuz we were all like uh whatever mullen's next game is going to be <gasps> like mm-hmm. why How?
1: was that not how? on the main stage especially with like the cheeky foreplay on twitter back and forth with Mullins <laughs> and jeff yeah <laughs> what the hell
0: <laughs> i was so i was so excited to see it but i was so confused i was convinced that i had somehow missed the pre-show and i had like sat down and was starting during the main stage show and i was i was in my discord like what did i miss you guys
2: yeah uh, i feel like too did am i hallucinating or did inscription win game award stuff last year i don't remember if it did or not
0: i'll go for it If I anyone know it will like, look it up it but just, i'll look it up let's
2: rewrite rewrite
0: the history sure, sure. say inscription one
2: literally
1: everything. let's watch the entire show from last year right <laughs> now. yeah
2: just to really be thorough but so you know michael bring in whether or not it did win anything i don't remember offhand but regardless of if it did win anything at the tgas it was a really popular you know mainstreamed title so you would think again uh, it, this is always going to be like to a degree stuff that's flashy even in the indie space right like this isn't going to be a time for like you know world of goo is there so maybe goobies would be there one day but like you know the the, the (laughs) nature titles aren't really going to (laughs) get on there and to a degree i can get that but it it was really shocking to see something that was so hyped like not be on like the main stage but i don't know i mean i guess it is still the go ahead mike
1: it was in 2021 it was nominated for best independent game and best sim slash strategy
2: Sure, And it definitely Um, won both of those,
0: right,
1: Mike? It did not. (laughs) Um,
2: So, yeah, I was really surprised by that. Um, Especially, too, like, I had um, talked to Greg Rice, like, the day before about, like, predictions. And I'm like, well, I think, like, that's going to be something because, like, they were teasing it a lot. Um, And he was like, yeah, like, we had, like, conversations with them about, like, Day of the Devs. And they were kind of like... I don't think I need to be there kind of, thing. not like, you know, in the kind of, <laughs> Hey, we're somewhere out. Like we have other commitments that we've made type thing, but without saying so. So I, I don't know. I thought for sure that would be main stage. I'm also curious to know. I wonder if they like had a perspective on the placement on the show. Like, did they, cause I know sometimes that's not the case either. Yeah. I remember talking to Sarah Pezorski a million years ago about, um, interesting enough, a crossover Jenny with the, uh, wholesome games where mm-hmm. she didn't know that her game would be like the one more thing. Oh she's yeah, like oh my yeah, god yeah. we're one more thing she's like for a second I was afraid like oh my god did they not put us in the show like we're on the <laughs> shirt we have to be in the show so I also I'm curious to know you know we'd have to obviously ask if they're even allowed to say if they knew where it'd be placed or maybe the TJs is so big that pre-show at TGA is still better than you know day of the devs which is probably true but I'm just kind of curious how that laid out you know
4: I mean, from the, yeah, the I, marketing side, oh, sorry, Mike, you can go ahead. No, go no, for it. go ahead. I was going to say, for the marketing side, like, pre-show of the TGAs, I would say, like, wishlist-wise, still, invisibility-wise, still probably more powerful than yeah. the Day of the Devs, Um, which, you know, love Day of the Devs, but I think just visibility is there. Um, sure. I do know yeah. that... At least from my experience, um, games do know whether they're in the pre-show or the main stage. I don't think, they don't get like specific order, but they will know kind of which designation they have.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't know anything officially. So this is just me kind of speculating, but I suspect there is some differentiation of money involved in being in the pre-show versus the main show, which... And I you know for an indie, that's going to be a really big thing to keep into account. Um, so I, don't I mean, know that- if they
2: always have to so, pay to beat. Well, Mike, you might have some more insight than I do th- in
1: this. So again, I with Game Awards specifically, I don't know much, but um, obviously there is the option of like, is it an editorial thing or yes. is it mm-hmm. a commercial yeah. piece? Like you could yeah. tell what the commercial pieces are. It's pretty obvious, like what the the ads are. um like I, I'd imagine like by the way it sounds at times, like I'd imagine like Jeff did give Capcom a bone. Like I don't think Capcom had to pay for like Monster Hunter. Um, You know, maybe some of these bigger indies that like with No Man's Sky or um, Hello Games, for example, I would imagine that as an editorial piece. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the smaller things, especially in the pre-show, like it's a little bit wishy-washy. You can't really tell if it's editorial or commercial and I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a, it's weird.
2: That was pretty much yeah. my comment where I think there's definitely the possibility that this was an editorial thing where they don't have to pay for the visibility, but definitely, I mean, that's, that's on the table just with how like the business of that is ran, which it's kind of interesting that they don't have to disclose that. Cause I feel like, you I, know was what I mean? just like, gonna anyway. say, yeah. yeah,
0: it's very, yeah. but that's up to
2: the FTC to, you know, that's not my, I'm not an FTC cop. Like that's for the FTC cops <laughs> to do their thing. You know, like, but I love yeah, the idea that
0: there's like an FTC cop, like, uniform and that janet could join it and oh man i think i think
2: it has to include the fcc FCC, they they fight the good fight they're actually doing something um i can't say that for (laughs) for other sectors but yeah i mean i don't know it was interesting to see it there but um there definitely was like pop for it i mean people are excited about it so yeah 100 it's getting eyes on the on the product even though it's kind of gross to be like games or products
1: but they are yeah but they are I mean, yeah i, I think it, it is obvious like even when we saw the main stage last year main stage last year was um everblade with from extremely okay games which celeste one of the greatest games ever made arguably and hades 2 again a, a follow-up yeah. to one of the greatest games ever made i think whenever we do get it indie whether it is main stage or pre-show it is going to be a notable studio like whenever mm-hmm. the next time we see hollow knight silk song it's going oh, yeah. to be at a we don't production. talk about that mike We don't talk about it, but it's going to be a Jeff production. Same with... I mean, that's why I'm assuming we got... uh, The next game from Motion Twin was not something I was even conceiving. I just thought like, they're on Dead Cells forever. But yeah, Mm -hmm. of course, that's going to be a Jeff pull. So I don't think we were ever going to get something like a debut from a new indie studio on TGA main editorial. Like, sure, Mm -hmm. if somebody has a deep pocket and wants to do a commercial spot, yeah. But I think that's why you see the not to say quality but I guess the I don't know like production the production
0: value polish sort of
1: yeah you know the, the Indies that pop into mind when you say like name an indie studio yeah that kind of stuff
0: I we haven't really talked about this and it's one of my biggest pops of the entire night uh especially since just talking about the difference of being there in person and and being remote. Um, I had the day before been talking to uh, a member of the team of PlayStack who works with uh, Golden Idol uh, IP and didn't didn't say a thing, you know, like lied to my (laughs) face. (laughs) And then when I saw this, I was so excited because I had no idea where it was coming. It was out of the blue and then ran into him after the award ceremony and I was like, it's a good thing that was such an amazing reveal because I would have been mad at you otherwise, but like, <laughs> it's such a thing that like is so different when you are there versus watching it at home. Yeah. Uh, that's just part of the, like for all of the things that you can say when very, very poorly and was very disappointing about this year, like there is a magic like any other event about, being in the same space with all of these people who do love and celebrate games. And even if we didn't get a chance to have that on stage, I can promise you like behind the scenes, we were all giving props to everybody. We were excited. We were celebrating. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a, a really cool place to be, but unfortunately moving from that over to where that won't be happening anymore and sort of still Jeff Keighley, uh featured is E3 is no more.
1: It's a bummer. How's
0: how's everyone feel?
1: It's a bummer. I think E3, I I mentioned this the other... This just happened yesterday. Damn, it's been a long (laughs) time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) E3 um, was a great place uh, that was very approachable for up-and-coming outlets and journalists. Um, SGF at the moment is not that show. Yeah. Like I I tried very hard to get into play days uh, over the summer and... I, it was, yeah, I got shut down immediately. Uh So I was just chilling by the pool while everybody was playing Day of the Devs games. It was great. Um
0: Like if you could have <laughs> balled up into I know, my a suitcase. suitcase.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's a bummer in that sense that like, it's just not going to be a thing anymore. And it's a bummer that future generations are not going to have that kind of ease of access. Granted, play days could definitely grow and, and can allow more outlets to come in, like not you know gatekeeping between like readership followers all that kind of stuff um and yeah one could argue like there is pax and you know there's obviously like a bunch of these other shows but paxes are very consumer forward and you know the e3 at least what we correlate (laughs) to what e3 used to be at least an industry forward show and um yeah it's it's a bummer you know especially like you know growing up watching e3 all the all the shows and stuff you know it's a bummer that we'll never really get something like that again
2: yeah, I agree. 100%. It's the end of an era. And I know that part of that ending is because aspect. there are aspects of the industry that have evolved beyond mm-hmm. that. I think the, um, you know, what would, not resurgence, surgeons, I don't know. Right. That's a word on its own, but yeah, like the, to you. the popularity of hosting your own showcase and doing your own thing. And also the money that that saves, again, a lot of things come down to money. Like that makes sense for a lot of studios, publishers, teams, um, and that's kind of the way we've moved, and you know, part of that is again, the show was kind of having its issues long before the COVID pandemic hit. But I do think that exacerbated it quite a bit. But all that being said, um, I'm still really going to miss it because it, you know, I am glad at least it went out quietly instead of disastrously because I was worried that we'd have the yeah. worst E3 of all time, 2024, and mm-hmm. they'd have to slink away. So at least this was like, hey, it didn't happen. It's done. Um, but yeah, I mean, E3, loved E3. Big fan of it. Um, watching the sh- those showcases are always the most exciting. It kind of, I feel like game showcases have kind of gone the way of um, the subscription model for like media and television, where yeah. there was that part where we're like, man, cable's gotten so bloated. Let's go into like, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, right? And now we have so many of those where it's like, have you thought of having YouTube Super Prime? And it's like, oh yeah, it's how much is that? Oh man, you mm-hmm. add this up? And I do think, what we lost in the combination of E3 falling and independent publisher shows kind of blooming is a cohesion. Uh, Hey, we're all coming together in this one space and we have this one moment. Again, I could go on for a long time about the pros and cons of that, especially in terms of, you know, the work culture, the people crunching to make trailers because they got to hit this, you know, there were definitely drawbacks to it. I don't want to pretend like it was all just, fun and games but it was a lot of fun and it was a lot of games like let's be real like those showcases were so exciting I, I watched them all growing up for forever uh, to Mike's point yeah the the actual work of it the energy the idea that this is our this is the biggest moment of the year and all of us kind of cranking away at that again that has its drawbacks too but mm-hmm. it created an environment that I think a lot of the industry was born out of and strived to reach um, and yeah as, as is SGF isn't that, I don't think it really can ever be that because of the way the industry has changed. But to Mike's point, I do hope that there's more opportunities to, you know, get into that door um, because that's definitely an important part of it. Not that I ever was able to get to ether on my own <laughs> to begin with, but you know, I do get the idea of from everything, like the spacing, the size, like, you know, SGF being bigger or being able to accommodate more, um, you know, journalists or content creators, would be beneficial. And, you know, at least we have something taking the space, the summer space, because I hated that year we had like, I think we had everything. We had E3, we had SGF, and then every yeah. outlet was mm-hmm. like, yeah. would you like to come to games, games.gamescon? And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro, like, <laughs> so you I got like guess. one trailer and it's not exclusive. Like, am I, should I cover this? And it just ends up being <laughs> sloppy. So I like the cohesion that SGF does bring about. um And I, I hope it continues to grow for the sake of, I think, just propagating. I don't know, coverage in the
0: industry. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Jenny, where were you when you heard the news? Uh,
4: I was in a meeting, uh, here. And so I got it quite <laughs> belatedly. And to, to be really honest, I, I was, I had to take a moment. because so I was like, wait, didn't it already did. I thought we already finished. three? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I felt a little bad because I was like, Oh, but yeah, pretty much. I, I echo everything that y'all have said already. It's, it is the end of an era i'm really sad because like growing up i had like nintendo power and i watched e3 like that was like my mm-hmm. thing and i loved it my brother and i would bond over like guessing what's going to come up next um and it is really important to have and and that's why i think when we critique things like the tgas or summer game fest or even e3 you know back when it was happening we we, we critique it because it does provide like singular opportunities for an industry that is so disparate and like spread out over so many places and time zones to actually come together. And I really, really do hope that um, anything that pops up and like the summer game fest and whatever happens, it does become a nice grounding point because it is something the industry needs, um, especially with all of the layoffs and everything happening. Like I think that's also why it's so important to have people with platform to speak up about stuff in the industry, because um, more than it, I had a discussion with, um, a, a friend of mine, and he was saying, well, it doesn't do anything like doesn't change the actual landscape if you speak up. And I said, well, it may not actually change things like systematically within the studios, but there is something so heartening about knowing that we're all in the same space. We're all doing and moving together towards something. And that's so important.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of to that point, I, I was thinking earlier, or even like before the game Awards even happened, um, you know it, the events themselves they're great but my favorite part about going to the game awards or going to sgf is the surrounding activities like all, all of us hanging out yeah. at the jw afterwards all of us going to mm-hmm. a beer garden all of us going to a remote event somewhere and just hanging out because jenny like you said we're all over the place for such a tight-knit industry we yeah. barely get to see each other and barely get to have that actual interactive uh, interaction with one another. And whenever we do a PAX, whenever we do a Summer Game Fest, whenever we do a uh, uh, Game Awards, it is special. There's no real feeling that matches that. And yeah, just E3 going away and being one less opportunity for that, it sucks.
0: Yeah. And I think as far as thinking about how indies are affected by this particular piece of news, E3 in its later sort of form was open to the public. People could come in and it did have a sizable sort of indie section where people could be introduced to indies and the sort of people who might not ever like see a podcast like this, you know, like people who might not ever even listen to a video game podcast, let alone an indie game podcast. Are coming across things and being like, "Hey, do you ever hear about this? I don't know, Dead Cells game or something." I don't. I. It's hard to.
2: It's it was hard a really small imagine. corner. No, you're. That's totally valid <laughs> to not really have a, a distinct thing to pull from. But yes, they did have a presence there um, on the show floor for sure. Right. And
0: at, but as um, Summer Game Fest is journalist only, industry only mm-hmm. at the moment, we no longer have have that and i'm very interested to see uh like mike said a lot of uh what e3 was was like peripheral things and a lot of that was also like peripheral events from indie people doing their own thing and and just using the the fact that people are in the space right now and hopefully getting people in like journalists to come see things um so maybe that will become a bigger part of Summer Game Fest, even if it's not, like, officially sanctioned. Because I worry that Keeley's reputation with indies is not super strong. Like, he does like to promote, like we said, the the high production values, the polished, the, like, the, the cream of the crop, the triple eyes uh, of our spaces. But you don't get a lot of, like, weird unusual things a lot of the time uh so yeah
1: yeah it's um not to you know (laughs) not to potentially say something harsh and not ever get invited to the game awards again um you know going back to that jeff quote about giving independent games a platform on the main stage uh When you do give that platform to a Hades, to an Everblade, which, again, two games I'm incredibly excited for and two studios I admire the hell out of. Mm -hmm. But, like, it kind of seems like you're doing it for clout so you could pat yourself on the back, you know? It it gives off that vibe, and I don't think that is an opinion. That is solely my own. Like, I think that is, like, kind of a sentiment that kind of spreads around the scene.
0: Yeah, Um, 100%. I don't think Jeff does anything for these shows that is not smart business he is and a smart business person
1: very smart businessman and going off what you were saying i was so happy to see because during summer game fest day of the devs was a part of play days so yeah. that was locked out of like that's one of the big reasons i wanted to go to sgf was to go to the day of the devs thing and i couldn't get into it um uh, i was so happy to see that this time around it was its own independent thing where anybody could go
2: yeah super stoked Speaking about of- that and they had a media hour which was great no yes, offense to everybody awesome. else but like media, two, <laughs> hours. Yes. A media two hours it was and I think so fantastic. that's
1: kind of credit to the mix also that always does that around yeah they and gbc 100%. like they're great events
2: yeah yeah and I, I think to your point mike um yeah i feel like for me my interpretation isn't necessarily like the clout of it but but it is more of the the business aspect of it mm-hmm. and the i think the thing is it's like it's kinda of like what what the what it stands in place for, right? And I think the TJ is, is definitely a mainstream thing. And I think even it would be cool if it got a little weirder, even just for like, hey, like, throw, throw something wild in there. Like, throw some <laughs> yeah. shit with, with 40 Steam reviews and see what happens. You know, that'd be fun. Probably isn't gonna happen. And I think the happy trade-off is I like this idea of, and I don't really know what the business or personal relationship is between, you know, Jeff and like the day of the devs crew but i like the idea of the ways they've been in conversation with each other from a oh and now we toss into it so i think and i feel like that's the way to go and it makes sense it's like is jeff down in the indie trenches i mean i don't know what he does in his free time maybe but like from he's just a huge indie freak yeah like i I don't don't know what that (laughs) steam what that steam library is like i'm like drop the steam library but right like the point is like he whether it's because he chooses to or because he he can't right like he's not platforming on that deeper level like he's not getting into the weeds so I like the idea of him being like hey it's not my bag or expertise or whatever you can get that over here and let me try to like shout out this work and highlight that work and I think that's sort of the best case scenario with this but yeah day of the devs if we want to get mm-hmm. into it Jill uh I'd love to Let's yeah, go talk for about Janet tell is. me
0: tell me what you liked I think I'll save some of them for games I've been playing sure but, yeah uh, I
2: I'm definitely saving at least one of them for games I've been playing. But yeah, the show was awesome. Uh, it takes place in the building that SGF takes place in. So it's like, hey. amazing! Mm-hmm. It's like you're yeah. there, you know? F it, why not? Um,
1: I will say real quick, just before we get into the physical event, I do appreciate that there is like, the day of the dev show was like yes. on the Game Awards channel. Like it is officially yes. associated yeah. with yes. Game Awards. Same with the Wholesome mm-hmm. Snack. I really appreciate that. I also very much appreciate something I that was driving me crazy from SGF is SGF ended and then as soon as it ended, day of the dev started and i feel yes. like that the hype from like final i think final fantasy closed sgf last year i feel like that kind of like bled into the day of the devs and buried it a little more mm-hmm. so i'm very happy they were on separate days like yes let's have the indie day have it be like mainstage, youtube.com slash the game awards and then do the game awards on its own day yep. and same goes for the the physical space as well i,
2: I agree uh, mm-hmm. and i'm glad you shouted that out because i really yeah. especially as someone that attended in person like I couldn't watch the Like, you know what I mean? Like the event was over. You got to leave the YouTube theater. Like you can't watch yeah. the day of the devs thing if you're there. So um, yeah, I liked that quite a bit, but yeah, it was in the um, city market social house, which is like an event space that seemingly is often used for game stuff. Like it's where, you know, I've done other previews there. It's where SGF is. And mm-hmm. yeah, they had the two media hours that uh, Jill had alluded to, which I think is fantastic because it's just easier to like, you know, have people work, do your work and then have, the general public com the fact that it's free incredible i definitely could see it getting bigger too just in terms of i mean the attendance was nice i i think but i definitely think since it's the first time they've done this in la either ever or for a long time um the word hadn't spread as far as it, i think it can if they do it again next year so hopefully they do that but yeah i loved a lot of the stuff i played there was uh, who could forget give me toilet paper a game in Some which they forget. put a Joy Con inside yeah. a roll of toilet paper and you roll that thing around to roll it on the screen. <laughs> the most fun I've had in games in See,
1: forever. See, put that on the main stage. Let's get weird, Jeff. Okay. Come on. Yeah, like, well, let's I, do it. If he, okay, Honestly, here's the though. thing that I would
2: love. It's not going to happen. If he had, that's what I mean. Just, I get it, you know, I get it. But put one weirdo thing. Put your like yeah. weird, put a weird art house, surrealist <gasps> game from. Listen, n- Devil's wherever. Advocate,
1: Pony Island 2. It's it's that. Yeah. Put it yeah. on the main but, stage. Yeah, put it on the main stage.
2: Give me like a, a claymation game that's played in reverse. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like just, just, yeah. just yeah. do something funky. Um, why not? Just one. Just one weird thing. And it's like, hey, what was that? You don't know, but it's mm-hmm. now on the top of everyone's wish list. Um, I really liked Oberty. It is a okay. black and white mm-hmm. puzzle game where you are essentially trying to recreate. They give you like on the left, like, this is the shape you're making, and then on the right there are shapes to help you make that shape and you're kind of rotating them. So it's like a rotating block puzzle game. Uh, Death the Guitar was a fun game where you're like a little guitar with little feet and you're running around, you're killing people. Um, Like you do. Yeah, and those would be my top highlights. There's other ones that caught my eye, but I'm sort of saving them for like a longer session. A lot of the games, another cool thing, have demos available and playable. Definitely sometimes that gets shouted out in a showcase but if you're ever curious or whatever or, or wondering definitely check the steam pages of the games you see that day or later because a lot of times they do have demos and i think i've always had the content idea of doing we have blank at home which i probably do at some point because i'm not going to i'm skipping some of the packs this year because i'm like god this is getting expensive and so i'm like okay let's just do we have packs at home we play every game that's playable on steam demos that is also at PAX and like you can go through a lot of stuff that way. And I I really like that so often indie titles do have uh, those demos available. So yeah, check those out. If these games speak to you, there are demos for a good amount of them, but Jill, what about you? What caught your eye from the show? Like
0: I was so like blown away by how smart Janet is. (laughs) Cause like, it didn't even occur to me to look to see if there were going to be like publicly available demos. I was just like, you know, scheduling out, like hours and hours of my day of like trying to get all of these indies in somehow and I ran into Janet uh in the middle of running around and she was like oh yeah I didn't schedule for anything that has a demo I'm like that's so smart I can take time and sit back and relax and like not have people look at me while I'm doing stuff yeah that's um I think one of the ones I felt the most weird about playing in front of other people was also when i enjoyed immensely was kind words 2
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: because that is intrinsically something that you do sort of alone and sort of in the void Um,
1: what did that demo look like how like how do you demo that game
0: it's it's interesting um so you start out in what's essentially kind words one where you're in just your room and you can like say nice things to people and whatever and then you hear like hey just get up and go out the door I'm like what out the out the door outside so you walk out and there's like a little street outside there and you can like go to the the fashion shop and change your look and you can go into um I think it was the cafe that was right there and like so now instead of making just suggestions for kind things or requesting like hey guys I'm feeling down about this can you help me out um now it's just like straight up whatever poem comes into your head go on ahead I was not brave enough to make up a poem on the spot so I just sat there and sort of listened which again really lovely and cozy feeling to just like sit back relax and like encourage other people to do their artistic thing you know um I bounced out of that my favorite section of the game that i got to check out was the wish mountain like it's a snowy mountain and you just trek up a little bit and it's got a nice ambiance to it and at the top there's a bench and you sit on the bench and you just make a wish you make a wish out into the void you know (laughs) you get to
2: see everybody it is you mechanically make the wish or like just mentally
0: you know you literally like type out like the wish. So I'm like this is the reason why I, it might have been better you know not being watched by all
2: the people sure, who are yeah. walking by. Uh because people I'm like people were
1: oh, over your shoulder I like you wish.
2: Should sign up what on patreon.com. They- <laughs> yeah, please follow me. <laughs> Turn the
1: wish into yeah. an ad,
0: Jill always and be selling. Every other word is like, oh, I misspelled that. Hold on, come back, 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 yeah. back. Um yeah, I think I wished for everybody to remember to eat because that was something I was That's happy important. for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's just a, a larger uh, platform for just cool. being nice and saying kind things. And I talked a little bit to the developer who was like, really, Kind Words 2 came about because people wanted these things in Kind Words 1. Mm-hmm. And so we're giving it to them. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I love this. You know, it's not uh, hugely mechanically impressive as a game, but it it hit all of the like charming, lovely, cozy vibes. You would want a game of that ilk to do. Um, I also got to play. Oh, I forget the Mike's going to know what it is. It's a whisker squadron. Yeah. Mm. Did I say it in the right order?
1: Whisker squadron survivor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: One of my games of the year that did not make the list. It how didn't dare make you make the are. list?
0: It's still in early access, so maybe next year. Mm. Um, I had a ton of fun. I didn't. I was like, starting off, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but then as you go, it just becomes this like barrage of laser lights, and you're like swinging through things and moving your. It's kind of like um, watching like Star Wars when you're going through the trench about to kill the Death Star. Like it's all that. You just feel really cool and, and lasery and neon. Uh so yeah, that those were some of my favorites. Uh and I'll talk about a little bit more as we talk about games that we have been playing because Jenny sent me something, you know. Oh, cool oh yeah. Nice I... <laughs>
1: I didn't know if we were going to talk about the Jenny thing, because Jenny's here, but no, we can definitely talk about the Jenny thing, because I'm also Jenny obsessed. Thing.
4: I, will, I will just we're listen, and talk just, about the Jenny yep.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's go to topic of this show, which is going to be the Indie Council Final Verdict Awards, mm-hmm. is what I decided to call them. I don't know if everybody else liked that title, but that's what no, I decided. They're... You got it. Um, and we're going to start off with just... Uh, what has become the official indie council top 10 games of the year and we'll go on from there to give each of them some silly awards that we're all going to argue about um so starting with number 10 potion craft this is actually a, a Ooh, game yeah, that yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, it came out originally. We all sound vaguely sad. There's nothing to do with the game. It's just
1: all interventional. We sound polite. <laughs> right.
0: This is another one of those games that um, one of the slots that had to do a, a tiebreaker, um, and I didn't tell anybody where all the ties tiebreakers were, um, so no one knew exactly what was being broken for the tie. But Potioncraft made it onto the list. Uh, technically steam 2022 but it did just hit platforms playstation and uh switch if i recall correctly yeah
2: specifically mm-hmm. december 2022. Yeah. so it's like it that. was december
0: 2022. Period. it was super yeah. super close
2: that in between month where it's like sometimes you end up on the 2022 list sometimes like people don't get around to it so then it, i push it onto 2023 yeah uh janet you want to tell people about this game yeah, um, this is one of the first games I feel like I've talked about on this show. Um, in part because it's a continuous uphill battle to actually play something every week.
3: Bushcraft oh, yeah. is
2: awesome. <laughs> this is like one of my—I don't know. It's, I don't want to get too dramatic and say it, one of my favorite games ever because you know that's a little much. But I—I I do really, really love this game. I think it's so cool, so creative. If you're not familiar, um, this is an alchemist simulator. So you are you know clicking and and you know mashing up but think oh god what is the name of that what's the name for that little masher thing? Like mortar, mortar, and mortar and pestle.
0: Uh, mortar and pestle
2: yes you have you got stick. one of those yeah exactly or if you're like me and mike it, you take a stick and you smash it into something yeah you just smash <laughs> but, things it's great yeah there's so much muddle? fun to be had yes the, yeah yeah you muddle muddle it up do right? you know you that does muddle muddle drink stuff
0: mike is that what? like a mojito term that you know
1: i do watch a lot of bar rescue so okay. yeah it's probably, it's probably yeah. more than that.
2: that should be a game too i'm sure someone made a lot bar
1: rescue of oh my games, god so yeah fun sure quick side is. note a close family friend developed bar rescue like the show he's oh. like one of the like Whoa. he's credited as like the main producer that's yeah, so it's cool weird.
2: i thought you're gonna say a first a close family friend needed a bar to be rescued because it was terrible
1: <laughs> i mean that too um That's just my childhood <laughs>
2: No, oh, man. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> this can go along for a long time, and I haven't actually said much about what the game is. So, um, you know, it's cute, it's cozy to get to, you know, muddle and mix together ingredients, but really the secret sauce to this game is the way it goes about encountering new recipes and sort of figuring out what to give patrons. So it has this really interesting map that you kind of spend the game navigating, and you navigate the map by making potions so you kind of have like a, a a potion in the middle or like a vial in the middle it kind of moves as you make different potions and along the way you can like essentially run through little icons and some of those icons can basically give you xp there's some spots on the map that can you know destroy what you're making there's spots on the map that can teleport you to other parts of the map but the goal is to sort of you're kind of like exploring this map through your mixing in order to unearth new recipes, but also come up with different ways to make existing recipes. So there's this fun exploration of not just the map, but considering the efficiency in how you make your different potions. Like, you know, all of us can make the same potion with different ingredients. So there's this, like, interesting layer of exploration and discovery that isn't, like, often present in a game like this. And not because this game is, like, you know, so much better than all these other titles, but I think it's just a creative take on... Familiar mechanics, you know, I think we've seen a lot of, you know, simulator games that are, that are cozy and cute. But this one has an interesting angle that's really fun, really different. Um, I played this game uh, alongside one of my friends and like she was, you know, we were kind of helping each other out like, hey, where in the map is this? I'm like, oh, it's actually up here. And we were kind of sharing ideas. And th- that's not really, I think a lot of those conversations when you hear people talk about games, in that communal way is often relegated to, I don't know, like a Souls-like or a game that I think has Mm -hmm. more on the face going on than Potion Craft might to some. But if you've played Potion Craft, you're deep deep in the weeds. And then there's, you Mm -hmm. know, to keep a long story short, different, um, there's some like openings for like what you can give different patrons because some of them might not, kind of similar to... Strange horticulture. They might not ask, like, "Give me a love potion," but they're kind of telling you yeah. what they have going on. Then there's this interesting system of like, there are like people doing good, bad, and neutral things, and you can kind of be like, "Hey, you need to burn down this barn? I got the fire for you." And then like, that'll change kind of your <laughs> shop a lot. There's like a lot, a lot going on under the hood of this game um that's really interesting and makes for really enticing gameplay. Still to this point, have not finished it because it's quite, it's quite long. I'm spending a lot of time on it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a it's a blast and a half. So Potion Craft, Deep Systems craft. in an Alchemist Simulator. Okay,
0: that's number 10 on our list. What award do we want to give this? And oh, if crap, anybody wants to go first, you can do that. But I've got a couple I want to throw out there. Mike, go ahead.
1: The Hydration Award, because you're oh, drinking potions. Okay.
0: I love it. Mm. Hydration <laughs> Award. Well, you need one for every, every category. Mm-hmm. Um, mine were the Must Muddle Award and good. not like other sims award oh
2: i like that not has like a like little sims bit of like toxic yeah. pick me energy that's good yeah, <laughs> yeah
4: I, like I like that,
2: that.
0: okay um <laughs> that's our is that our winner not like other sims award oh yeah
4: yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're, we're okay favorite. yes
4: potion congratulations craft. congratulations to that <laughs> name. oh and then potion craft we need to make <laughs> laurels for all of these devs to just send to them. And be like, here's your laurel. Send them off. Oh my god, we totally should.
0: <laughs> I'm already thinking it. about that. <laughs> okay, Mike, I believe yes. in you. Let's do it. Okay, number nine on the official Indie Council Final Verdict Top Ten. In Stars and Time. Yeah.
4: Jenny, do you want to go ahead hey. and tell us about this one? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I like how Janet was like, I'm not going to go like too hard on my game. I'm like, I will go hard on In Stars and Time. This game <laughs> has taken, like it came out late November, you know, right in the weeds of so many other games. And I was like, okay, I've been looking for this game. Let's see. I think it's going to be really cute. This game has taken me on the most emotional like ride I think I've had in a long time basically it is very much in the veins of like an earthbound like or um undertale Amori like those quirky RPG indies um in this one there is a time loop where you and your friends are actually at the end of the game in most other games where you're at the king's castle king's house you're about to defeat evil but you're stuck in a time loop and so right before saving the world you keep getting punted back Um, So it's for folks who don't like time loop games, because I know some people are like, I don't like that grind. I don't like the idea of repeating myself and like exploring. Maybe not for you, but I love being able to walk around the world, interact with things and notice the very slight ways all of the details start to shift as you go through this journey. And I think the most outstanding part of this game is the characterization and the writing. I will die for every single one of these characters. There's this like character named Bonnie who is an absolute gremlin and I just, I I love them so much. Um, And so really this has been a surprise for me because I think in a year where I was like, I'm pretty sure my top 10 is stacked, my top five, totally unmovable. This has like shot up really unexpectedly um, in a really delightful way.
0: I love it a hundred percent. I mm-hmm. am very glad to see this in our top ten. I'm so sad that I haven't gotten farther into it than I already have. Uh, but I think over the over the break, I'll be playing all of this and I'll be like, dang, why didn't I vote for this higher? Uh, but that is, you know, kind of the curse of our, our position. As far as it is number nine on our list, what award would we like to give in Stars in Time? Um yeah.
1: The wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it kind of fits the vibe of the game in like the weird, quirky way. I kind of
2: like it.
1: As, as long as uh, Doctor Who doesn't sue us?
2: Is okay. that? Enough? Yeah. I, I well, know I mean, nothing. That would Dr. be ideal. <laughs> Same.
1: Mm-hmm. You're in the UK, Jenny. Uh, I, I know. know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's how it works, right? You cross the threshold and you just have like
0: the
4: knowledge, the characteristics,
2: yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. all, all these stereotypical yeah. characteristics specifically.
0: Yeah. Um, the other one I want to throw out there against wibbly wobbly timey wimey is uh, do I need to repeat myself a word?
1: God, you're so much better at this. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at these.
0: Jill you is know, a writer that's all I, I have can like tell. Is the writing, the one line <laughs> written like thing uh so it's like it's all i have you guys don't take it from me okay what are we doing
1: you wrote it you got it yeah
0: okay do i need to repeat myself award for star in stars in time moving on to number eight spin rhythm xd (gasps) (laughs) a win for the rhythm sickos Uh yeah and this time around mike is gonna tell us exactly why we should love this game
1: this game is such a vibe. Y'all <laughs> mm-hmm. this uh, just launched into 1.0 this year. I think back in March, um, I think it was around PAX East. Cause I was really bummed that I didn't bring my steam deck to PAX East. So I couldn't play it. But um, yeah, spin rhythm is uh, what everybody's been really missing out about uh, with guitar hero and rock band kind of going away. And it made me it, my Joker moment recently, probably like last week is everybody oh, yeah. going crazy over Fortnite festival. And it's like, y'all, Spin Rhythm has been here. It does it better. Just please pay attention. Um, I've talked about Spin Rhythm on the show, but I think just the flow and the rhythm and really feeling, the this sounds like a Hallmark card, but really feeling the music and and, uh, catching notes (laughs) and just feeling the beat. uh, There is no better sensation in a a rhythm game a la, you know, Guitar Hero Rock Band. I think this is the best game that has done it since those legacy games and um man this has been my comfort food game all year i I think i've probably logged on to spin rhythm at least once every two weeks just to like either play a new track that because they constantly keep adding new tracks which is really awesome um or just to try to like test my skills on the higher difficulties or full combo some songs on normal difficulty it is so good it is so damn good. And if you have a Steam Deck, I keep beating the drum that this is the Steam Deck's killer app. Like, this is why you buy a Steam Deck, because it just works so well with that little trackpad on the Steam Deck. And another really cool thing, and I hope they lean into it more in the years to come, Lena Rain has a track from Celeste in this. Uh, Adam has a, a track oh in this. So mm-hmm. I would love if they just go super hard onto indie OSTs Yeah. And just yeah. make oh, charts for awesome. So I really hope, yeah, I really hope we get like Elena Rain pack or, or some of these guest composers coming in and doing remixes of some really renowned uh indie s- scores and soundtracks. So, yeah. so
0: if Sp- you were to give our number eight uh game Spin Rhythm XD an award what would you give it mike just the vibe the vibe just just the vibe the vibe, the vibe award
2: the vibe, the vibe, the vibe award, award. Yeah. the one that i put I feel down like that can be mike was... is the only kind of the vibe award <laughs> yeah uh
0: i have
2: mike beating the drum award sure. also another <laughs> another one that i don't know out of context we might not be the allegations um i have How about a, the
1: the Ica, Ica award
2: I like that. I'm not sure how to spell it, but I do. Lo- that's. I think yeah, we're
0: I We just have to like record you saying that and play it every time yeah. someone reads it. Mm-hmm. The, yeah.
2: I have um, I have trackpad like no one's watching. Like I don't know. It's something- <laughs> um, I have. Can you feel the rhythm? And I don't know. Lost, lose yourself. So there's something. There's like a music pun. I feel like we can make. Mm-hmm. Is what I was going for.
0: I was a hundred percent with feel the rhythm, feel the vibe get on up! it's oh yeah, okay. i was thinking that
4: too okay yeah.
0: I, I was gonna I, that's like the first thing that came into my head but i was like no that's maybe that's too cheesy but i think if okay. we both thought of it i'm definitely down for it how about mm-hmm. uh the cool runnings award
2: <laughs> wait the what which one these are we, are our, awards. we don't need that's, to make any sense no rules. With our awards. we're making
1: the rules right now it's great
2: yeah wait so what
4: is it
1: uh, the Cool
4: Runnings Award. I like it.
1: <laughs> Guitar Hero <laughs> died, so Spin Rhythm can run award.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Guitar Hero died for this award. Um, no, cool. Is it Cool Runnings? Right? Is the what it is? the yeah. Stairway
1: to Heaven Award. No, no way like that. Okay, well, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> I will say, like, this is a tough crowd. Unless you're Jill and all your like... stuff is good.
1: <laughs> Fair. I
0: just, I feel like there needs to be, it It can't just be the title of a song.
1: Yo, I went to school for music and I got nothing.
0: <laughs> Mike's disappointing. The us Spin award. Me
2: Right Round Award? it's called Spin Me Right
1: Round. I like that. The Billy Idol Memorial Award? Even though he's alive?
0: I'll do that if in parentheses it says even
2: though he's alive. I'm just kind of writing uh, down the couple different things we have. I don't know which one we're gonna.
1: The spin go me right, right round award is probably the best. Right, I
2: like the spin me <laughs> okay. around. Okay, okay let's right. do it. Spin me right round. Also, oh, are we trying to repeat these every year? No, right? It's like specific to. No, the game. this is
4: specific, specific yeah. to the
1: game. 100. <laughs> no, this is it. These are our 10 categories. Oh, like, I would definitely. love it.
2: it. Would it would get too? It would get too long. But I would love if every year we also give. Like pick a game that fits last year's cat like categories. Yes, that might take some time, but that would
0: be a fun. No, we're de- it's our show. We, we can do whatever well, we want. Janet. We can also
2: do that like as the episode before. Like almost <laughs> like yeah, the pre-list. Okay. Yeah. End okay. Of the year. That's like, I like
0: our it. version I like of it. It. the pre-show, basically. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Number seven on the official top ten list is the Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood. Uh, I'll go ahead and grab this one. The cosmic wheel sisterhood is yay. so Yeah, ooh. Yay. Ooh, ooh, yay. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, number seven on the list. Uh it is so weird and like it is a thing that is made only in the indie space. You know, it is uh you are playing as a witch who has been exiled from her coven to outer space. Um, and she in desperation having been there for like a thousand years, I think it is Jenny mm-hmm. that um, in desperation of not being able to see another human being for a thousand years has summoned like a demon to help her out of this situation uh, who turns out to be really nice, you know, and kind of cool and chatty and wants to be a friend. Uh, and, and you make your magic is uh, centered around tarot card readings in which it is not as much just sort of like, like predicting what has happened or or feeling like it there's a lot of like the cards you pull actually have some real bearing on what's going to happen so there is a great amount of diversity of playing the game so if you go in and you make a choice it could completely change the way the game runs from there and it goes from just like from that setup to like the world is pulling itself apart and it's all your fault and like the universe is ending and you got to figure out how to fix it, uh, situation. So a hundred percent, like go, it is hard to explain this game without totally giving everything away. And I don't want to do that. But if you've not played this game yet, it is a hundred percent worth your time. Number seven on the top 10 list. Uh, what awards are we thinking about for the cosmic wheel sisterhood?
1: Goth
2: Girlies Rise Up r- Award. the spin goth me right round r- award because <laughs> the wheel. No, I was joking.
1: The um,
0: round award. I love it. <laughs> just two. Spin awards me then. right round
2: two award. Oh, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, uh, there's like I like the Goth Girlies one for sure as like a, mm-hmm. at least as a starting point. I do think the thing I heard a lot about this game again. My colleague Sarah like loves this title and she's like this is for people that were like. Really into Sabrina the Teenage Witch and other like yeah. witchy things. I feel like there's, some, there's something in the the witch lore, the witch lore award. That's a little boring, mm-hmm. but something. Something the, in I, the I Dream way. of award. Ooh.
4: Ooh.
2: Okay. <laughs>
4: okay. This is a, maybe a bit of a stretch, but the hex appeal. Because <laughs> it's got hex like witches, hex. Oh, yeah, no,
0: I like that. No, Jenny, that's, that's, it. Best. Yes. that's it. That's it.
2: Because 100%. I love How's how that it? highlights the sort of trend we are seeing, especially in the indie space of like, it's witch time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. Jenny's a genius. Oh, my gosh. The one, uh, the pressure's off. I have my, 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 one good idea. <laughs> <Got> one. <Ooh. laughs> Jill liked it. So Jill likes it. it oh, the writers. So
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, that is good. Uh, moving on to number six on the top 10 list. And by the way, I should probably mention how we came up with this list. I was gonna we call all... you on that, but I'm like, let me call <laughs> it at the
2: end when we're nah, done. Because you're, you're already part
0: way down our list, but okay, I'm gonna go tell everybody how it works. Um, we thank you, shout out to Barrett Courtney, who helped us figure out the very super secret solution calculations as to how kind of funny does their thing. Uh, we all contributed a top 10, which I will keep everybody's individual top 10s a secret unless you guys wanna reveal it. Um, and each game on everyone's list got a number of points considering where everyone had put it on their list. So these, uh, top tens are a combination of everybody on, on the show, uh, and, and what they felt like was the top 10 of the year, uh, And Mike was uh, an agent of chaos.
1: Can I ask why?
0: (laughs) I'm guessing that Mike had none of these games that are listed here. That's like right. Mike was just like in left field. I'm like, okay, I'm giving all these points to this game, but was okay? Did Mike have nothing?
2: Nothing that was like
0: communal? Is that the he had some? He had some, but it was like these are not. I was not expecting certain things
2: to pop up that.
1: I mean, spoilers. Was- it's it's going to change in the next two weeks when IndieCast does theirs because I'm going <laughs> to play so many things in the next two weeks.
2: No fair, but
0: okay, cool. You know that's how it is. This is the official list. We can't change it now. Yes.
1: Was Goobies on your list? It was. I was- didn't put it on my list. No, he didn't. I was surprised.
2: You know what? I put it at number like, ten. You know, I was like, why like, not? I was going to put it as ten.
1: I was going to put it ten for the vibe. I was like, nah, I don't know if I could do it. That's I don't fair, know if I could. It. Turn, turn my, my, no, I <laughs> my indie was game was put,
2: weak so i like didn't have a lot of titles that i like had to pick you know I what got i mean I like, like okay
1: i did have like wrote, a list of 30 that like yeah. i was like okay oh, goddamn God oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: right i had like that huge list i'm like okay i'm only gonna i'm gonna take this list and i'm gonna put the things only the for sure top 10s yeah and when i got done with that i had like 15 games i'm like oh
1: <laughs> what am i gonna do <laughs> Yeah, and like I, I still haven't had a chance to like roll credits on Space for the Unbound. Like I didn't touch Slay the Princess yet. Um, yeah. Same with In-Stars In Stars and Time. I met with one of the friends in the beginning of the game. <laughs> like, yo, I'm in the same. I sp- in you. Uh,
2: well, now, well, the same thing with for Space Unbound. I'm like really early. Yeah. And I'm like nothing crazy has happened yet, and I'm like I'm just but hanging out. I'm getting cat food.
0: No like- future spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moving on to
0: number six of the official Indie Council Top Ten. Chance of Sinar. Janet Garcia, would you Ooh. like to tell us about Chance of Sinar? Yeah. yeah. Yay.
2: Yay. Also, this is Yay. why I was like, let's not do the this. We get resonance. derailed so yeah. easily. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to take us off the, off the course. Uh, How dare uh, Ch- you? I am
1: focused. Chance
2: of Sinar is an <laughs> awesome game. It is a puzzle language game. I just started playing this, I think, last week. Um, I'm not done with it yet, but I'm obsessed with it. Uh, it is my puzzle game of the year, I think, in many ways, um, despite how many incredible puzzle games were out this year, which I think is a real testament to how great Chances and is. So um, the short version of the, I guess, gameplay pitch, like what you can expect to do, is you're going around and you're learning a new language, kind of presumably in each area that you're in. Um, i'm like if i look at that i just i don't know what's being tied but i just know i'll start laughing um oh, i just i sorry no it's a, i'm not even, God damn it, i read it it's so funny okay, okay it's really funny <laughs> it's so funny all right chances are it is a um you're like exploring the environment and you see different glyphs and you're trying to figure out what these mean so the main mechanical thing other than like walking around and interacting with things and like talking to people is you're writing down in your notebook, what you think these glyphs might be. And you can make those guesses kind of whenever you want, you know, you can just see something and be like, uh, I think this means, you know, rise or grow or whatever. And you jot that down, you know, you type it in on the, using your controller or your keyboard, wherever you're playing. And it's kind of just there as a note. And later at some point in the game, there are these checks, baked into the game where they will show you a page and it will have drawings of something so maybe it'll be a, a drawing of someone walking behind another person and it's like okay like well I have something that I think is follow so like I'm gonna put it there and then if you get them all right you know there might be two three four to a page depending then it'll solidify with like a nice little chime and it's like okay cool now I have and you get the actual translation so you know maybe you got um up and the actual thing was open but like You know, you knew enough to, like, get the answer right. And that's really what I like about it. I like the freedom of how you can go about deducing Um, the big sort of TLDR thing I've been sort of driving home with people when I explain this game now on the couple different pods I've been on talking about it is a lot of times to make puzzle games not frustrating, a developer might enclose you in a space like, hey, I don't want you getting distracted and wandering off. The puzzle's right here. Chances are, is the opposite. They're like, actually, go as far as you want. Keep walking around because, as you go, you're going to gather more information, and you'll eventually get to your answers. Even if you get to them at a different pace than other players might. And I think there's something really, really cool, really different about that. Like, it's a game that I'm like obsessed with playing, but also I'm obsessed with seeing other people play because it's fun to see like we all interpret like language and thoughts and like visuals so differently. And I feel like this is a game that kind of plays off of that in a Mm. way it's a it's a nerd learning game experience and the art is gorgeous too it's got this really stark color palette kind of you know think uh think sable think roller Drome, like this kind of cartoony bright pop as if like a you colored something in but you only had like base crayola markers and you just like went (laughs) ham and like saturated the (laughs) hell out of it that's the art style and it's super cool so yeah love this title
0: 100 percent I got to see Janet playing, I think the first chapter.
2: Yeah. And oh my God. And I it, oh, Dude. I played that thing so slow. When I saw my partner Isaiah <laughs> play it, he was like, he was like, I'm like, it took me 30 minutes on stream to get past this one doorway.
0: <laughs> like it takes longer on stream to do anything.
2: Exactly. But watching
0: Janet work through and she's like, I'm pretty sure that this is something like this. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's so smart. She is uh, like right on mm. what this is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I even need to ask what number six Chance of Sonar needs to get for the award because Mike has written down it's so the good. best award for this. Are you ready? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike.
1: The Chance the Rapper Award.
0: That's so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I'm excited not only for this like year category,
2: I'm excited to figure out what next year this will be. Me mean. too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like I know it was my idea, but it's so... It's just dumb enough to work. You know what I mean? I love when oh, that it happens is. in content. Yeah, It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was really uh, good. So, great, moving
0: great on name. to number five. It's brilliant. Number five, A Space for the Unbound. And I'm actually going to take Ooh, yeah. this one because I'm going to save Jenny for the next one. Um, A Space for the Unbound is when I first played it, it was a demo and it was just the most bizarre. Like you start off, it's kind of anime AF, I'm not going to lie. You start off and you're like a couple of kids in uh, Indonesia in the 90s, uh, just hanging out in like a train car, um, writing a story about a princess and a flower. And you're you're both kind of like this this normal back and forth. And then you realize like the book that you have is magical it is supernatural in in uh nature it has the ability to sort of let you hop into a person's psyche and either figure out what they're thinking work through like anxieties or work through issues they're having or a little bit more sinisterly uh influence them to do things uh and you get to play this throughout um and the you play as the male figure and your slightly younger female protagonist um, is full of social anxiety, you you see she doesn't have a great home life. Uh, and you're trying to make the world sort of nicer for her. And in sort of doing this, um, you drown and die. In the first like, half an hour of the game, you, you drown and die. And then Uh, As you are slowly falling to the bottom, cosmic things are popping out and and things are happening. And you're like, what the heck is is going on? I don't even understand. And then, boom, you're in the classroom. You're not listening to the teacher. Your female protagonist is right ahead of you. And she turns around and she's talking about you being her boyfriend. And you're like, what happened? I was dead? And then it goes from there. And it only gets weirder from there. So that's why you should play this game. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I cannot stress enough that people need to get through it. It is so fun. Number five on our list. I am really interested in what award we may <laughs> give this.
1: Real quick, though, I will say um, I haven't rolled credits on it yet, but I think Space really About really solidifies uh, Mochiken Studio as just one of the mm-hmm. best, like the... Sh- Really strongest studios for for narrative driven games and just narrative and art in general. Like mm-hmm. they, God, they're just so good.
4: Which is 100%. tough because like that is yeah. out of all of the genres. I feel like strong narrative games are like the hardest to really nail. And so the fact that they just knock this out of the park is outstanding.
1: And constantly, like yes. when the past was yeah, around, still like one of the most yeah renowned games that have ever been crafted. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Mike, did you write this award again?
1: Of course I did. It's a space okay. jam reference. Space for the unbound.
2: Oh, oh. I wish I think of like a little main guy named Michael, like I don't couldn't remember. That's I why like, I, I like the
1: image of Bugs Bunny holding Michael's secret stuff. So the Michaels Secret Stuff award.
2: Okay. I like it, Space chain. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it's yeah. it's no the chance the rapper. You know what I mean? It's I feel no like, the yeah. chance you, the rapper. Of course not. No,
1: no, no.
0: You don't hit like lightning
2: twice in a That's row or no, yeah, whatever yeah. the saying.
1: Listen, I'm at I'm at the peak of the mountain. I can't jump. Ever I'm since fall you off, won you
2: know? the award for coming up with the chance the rapper award, you know it's gone straight to your head. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very true. Let's
2: see. It is funny mm. though. I'm not gonna lie. I am amused, but it's not as amusing. <laughs> As,
1: as, as long as i'm here to amuse you janet okay. you know
2: so many many are. that's what, that's what people get up for <laughs> that's true um i don't know though
0: um like i know it came out early in the year and so it didn't get a
2: lot of fanfare was it january like, it
3: was yeah, january it was january Honestly, the gate
2: award or something I don't know. Ooh, like, I kind of like the gate. That. I know that's negative because the saying is first I out like the gate that. Shots, I like that. Oh. Let's do it. I
4: like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, first I
1: like out, the out ward. of the gate word. So no I do Michael remember stuff.
0: No.
4: we'll, we'll table, table that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. table it. Okay, cool. We'll circle yeah, that Yeah, for I got in. you.
1: We'll circle <laughs> that. Okay, cool. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I will say because it was a January game, but that's why I was like pleasantly shocked that it got the TJ nom.
0: Yes. Yes. So glad to see that nod. Mm-hmm. Uh number four on the official top ten. We're we're in the top five, everybody. Woo! Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess not Slave the Princess. So, Jenny, I want you to go
4: ahead and take this one. Okay. So one thing, just a little self-reflection as we wind down the year. I'm learning I am a time loop girly like I love time loop games I am here for all of the time loops um Slay the Princess is another time looping game um but this one is super oh gosh it's it's dark it takes the element of choice and visual novels and what I love is that a lot of times with visual novels I feel like I am essentially just Reading it and experiencing it, like that visual novel is happening to me. But the way mm-hmm. the Slay the Princess works and the way that you go in and you are able to choose the most minute differences in dialogue um, is outstanding. The story is you are just a disembodied, like you are a being. You don't really know what you look like, you don't know who you are. And this voice, dubbed like the narrator, just tells you there's a princess and you need to slay her. And so the entire game is you deciding what to do with those instructions. Um, and every time you visit the princess, um, essentially she will evolve based on your choices and it gets way more existential and way darker and mm-hmm. is way funnier. than I think, uh, a lot of people may be expected, um, especially if they haven't encountered the devs, previous visual novel works, which are also outstanding. Um, It's got like the dark side of heroism. It's really like cerebral. So people who love like meta game and like thinking sort of outside in terms of breaking the fourth wall, I think would love this. Uh, And it's also not so big that you lose yourself in the choices. I felt like this was also a really manageable game to play. And I felt like I could eventually keep track and I could reach an ending, um, many endings actually. And uh, it was just really really entertaining to play and i this is another one where narrative games really popped off this year and this is another narrative team yeah. that i'm very excited to see what they what they continue to do
1: i don't think i've ever experienced something out of like a pax that like totally took over the show and slay the princess totally took over pax east this, mm-hmm. pe- this previous year no matter who i talk to and like even if it was a person i would never expect would vibe with what that team does or just obsessed over slay the princess so i'm so happy that like that broke into the mainstream quite a bit mm-hmm. especially during busy season well busy year yeah but uh yeah super cool
2: i'm also happy that this came out and has been doing as well as yeah. it is and everyone's like really into it just because i first heard about this game when um Jenny, you brought it up during our indie panel that we had at. I forgot which mm. year that PAX was because it wasn't. Was this the last one? Like on the 1952. first the Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. No, this Nailed was it. the last PAX West, I think. Yeah, so it was like <laughs> before PAX. Time is weird, right? Yeah, but, but you know, you were so hot on this for the like stuff that you were looking forward to that like in my mind like you are synonymous with this game for me i'm like oh jay's game's out i'm like oh people really into it you know so i just feel like it's this is like a full circle moment and then it's for for you to like read this off too i'm like yes like in my like you didn't actually but i'm like you basically you made this game like this is (laughs) you put it on the map um i started laughing towards the end of your spiel when you talked about breaking the fourth wall because i've been jying down the ideas for the awards and i wrote down the kool-aid oh. man award <laughs> <Yes>.
4: <laughs> i it's love so, it my God. it's so stupid nope that's it uh, that's but the but award <laughs>
0: yeah yeah is it I actually okay
4: 100% yeah. Yeah. Right. Man award.
1: slay the kool-aid yeah. man
0: the only one the yeah. only one i had was a full circle
2: moment award but
1: i had kool-aid, Kool-Aid slay man, girl way better.
2: slay Slay Girl Slay. <laughs> yeah,
0: slay. Um, I also had
2: the Here to Slay award, not to the yep. card game mm-hmm. that's Here to Slay. And then um, I saw people talk, say using the I Can Fix Her meme for this. I put the I Can Fix I Her was,
4: award. <laughs> I was going along the lines of the I Can Fix Her. <laughs> Ooh. But oh, no, Kool
1: Aid Man. I love I it. I like
4: the Kool Aid Man because I think to cool more man. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No matter how hard you swing.
0: <laughs> okay, everyone. It is time. We are in the top three of the official Indie Council final verdict. Top ten. That's, 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 I'll work. I'll workshop that title. No one numbers. Panic. Top three. Number three. World premiere. <laughs> uh, it's Cocoon, everybody. Yeah. Yay! Mike, do you want to talk about this little lad?
1: Sure, I can talk about the little lad, and I will say it is the little guy award. 100%. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one.
4: Yeah,
2: The little
1: guy. He's this just is the best guy. work
2: since just Chance the Rapper Awards. I know, it's, so. it's been
1: years, honestly, you know? I'm yeah, glad people I I my, are my you are wondering, are you ever going to
2: recover? And yeah, here you are. Here
1: You'll I am. Come back. Come back, come back at the sensory. Um Cocoon is one of the most brilliantly designed games I've ever played. Yep. Straight up. Uh I thought this game, looking at it, surface level, I, see, I watched that trailer, I'm, you know, and you're going worlds into worlds into world and all the worlds are connecting and you are inceptioning between worlds to solve puzzles i was like man real cool i'm way too dumb for this game but the way the game is designed where everything you need to solve the puzzle is on the screen at any point how jeff was able to do that is bonkers and it just works so well and it delivers that sense of puzzle satisfaction of when you do figure it out and like nothing, you won't ever like really beat your head against the wall for a puzzle, which is really great and really appreciative. But when you do have that aha moment, it is so satisfying, especially when all those like inception moments just work, Um, especially like towards the end of the game where like things get a little wild and a little hairy, especially when like you are first approaching a puzzle and you're just like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do this. I think I need the guide and it just works. It's great. Um, and he's just a little guy. It's great. Do I know what the hell the game is about? No. Spoilers. Are you the bad guy? Are you a bad bug? Maybe. It's
0: possible. You it's know? possible. But yeah. <laughs> it's possible.
1: Yeah. For you just time. a little
2: guy. Yeah. It's a really cool and game.
1: I don't know why it surprised me because it's like, no, I do know why it surprised me. Uh, there's been a couple games now that are like, f- former play dead folks, former inside, former limbo folks that like we were all super high about and super stoked about. It, and they kind of fell flat. So this one leading into it, it's like, okay, you got my attention. Are you, you going to knock it out of the park? And yeah. they knocked it out of the park.
2: 100%. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like we might've even talked about it on this show before, but this was one where I wasn't sure if they were going to pull it off because of the same thing. I'm like, well, the vibes are mm-hmm. there, but like, it, you know, I don't know how, if you're going to execute. Um, And playing it at SGF, I was like, yeah, no, this is incredible. Um, And I was wrong to ever doubt it. Uh, And the full build was just as, if not more, delightful as it progressed through. Platinum is fairly easy, too, that I did use a guide for. But, um, yeah, and it's like, I like that. I'm kind of into the games where it's like, what's going on? Am I going inside? Am I going outside? It's like, I don't know. Like, at one point, I'm uh, I'm in another area, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) anyway let's talk about number two i know if i'm gonna, I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm out i'm done i'm done something else i want to I'm highlight my is, mic
1: <laughs> is the uh how the checkpointing system is laid out in the menu i think it's just yeah. so like eloquently yeah. designed as well like again just like front to back whether you're in the menus whether you're in the gameplay just the design overall is really something special
2: yeah. um well last that. thing too i guess to recover from my terrible string of words that i strung together <laughs> i think it's so fun how much this game plays on the idea of cocoon of cocoon of like sort of going into these different worlds but there's also like i think a nested nature to the solutions of the puzzles where it is a lot yeah. of you know you do like this plus that and then you add something else in and it they really progress in a nice and clear way but in a way that still feels novel enough that it doesn't grow stale um yeah also this has one of my favorite moments in gaming this year where you pick up one of the orbs at one point and you like throw it down. I like call it like you're dunking a little basketball into a little pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's um, cool. and that's
2: cool like, you know, it all comes back to space jam at the end of the day. Uh,
1: so yeah. the Michael Secret Award so is- comes back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, but little guy is so perfect just a because because there's so just many games guy. too that like this like just a little guy. Mm-hmm. Just a
0: little guy. Yeah. Okay, moving on to number two. And I'd like to point out at this point that I believe for the most part, we majorly all voted for the top three games. They mostly made everybody's list. Yes, Looking at one particular person for some of these that didn't (laughs) vote. Number two. Uh, Top two of our- It's the
1: holidays, be nice.
0: Yeah um it is dredge is our woo, number two game
1: 100%. shocker
0: 100 percent. who would have thought <laughs> uh, jenny do you want to jump in on dredge
4: i would be happy to because this is this is another one it's like i learned about time looping games and i learned horror games like this was the year for horror for me um between slay the princess and dredge um what i loved is dredge is essentially a fishing game um you have your little boat you can sell your catches you go around the world and you can catch fish the twist is that this archipelago that you are exploring at night, um, and even sometimes during the day, who knows, weird things can start to happen and you start meeting this cast of characters, um, and you start getting pulled into this mystery with some artifacts that you are being asked to dredge up for this one mysterious collector, um, I think that this game does an outstanding job not only of creating the cozy atmosphere that we often attribute to fishing games, that relaxing, chill like, vibe um, of just zoning out and catching fish... But it has some of the most beautiful building of tension I have ever felt in a game—at least for sure this year—in um, terms of just knowing something is around the corner, or just under your boat, or maybe coming around the cliffside, and feeling that sense of dread. In Dredge, um, made it just one of those standout games that I found myself recommending to people. Of all kind of gaming styles which was also really cool it just you could recommend this game to basically anyone and they will find something they love in it
0: yeah yeah there's nothing else really to say about judge it is one of this year's best games hands down
1: i I will add just um i think it has one of the most profound endings also and i'm mostly talking about the quote-unquote bad ending Mm -hmm. i think the bad ending of this game is so punk rock it's so good and like one of the most beautiful like final screens as well that i've ever seen and done in a game it's so good
0: 100% what are we going for the award for dredge uh, the only thing i have is <laughs> everything's fine award
2: okay i'm That's i'm where I am. Op- i'm definitely where op- I'm starting um Do i have-, have the tripping of the sea it's like the
4: chicken of the sea. Okay, all okay. okay. okay.
2: right. But... <laughs> let's
4: let's let's workshop. No, you a few know, of honestly,
2: these. this is the only. No offense to everybody else, I feel like this is like the only podcast I do where like y'all just keep it real, and you're not rude about it. But yeah. at the same time, you're like, look, man, I'm not gonna tell you what you if you need to hear something good goes
1: away. Well, yeah, if Jenna needs a somewhere. reality check, I'll catch no, that check right away, dude.
2: This this this. Every week I get reality clocked by these episodes and it's refreshing.
1: Listen, you know, it, Indie Council B might not be real with you, but Indie oh, Council yeah. A absolutely will. Yeah, like you
2: can't refer to the the deep you no, know, they the got discord. Nike though. They got they Nike, they
1: got Nike, they got Nike and chill.
0: Um, I was trying to think of an and chill joke for yeah. Dredge, but I just can't. Yeah,
2: fish and chill, like fish and chips. I don't know.
1: Um, similar to what Jill was saying, like the this is fine, this is fine. This is fine. Oh, but I want it to be like a fine, like it's a fine video right. game, but I was more so equating like, like that, like that the mean Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: can anyone do anything with like the cozy horror mashup? I was trying to, and I don't think I succeeded at it, but the so cozy I'm scared award <laughs> <laughs> and the I'm relax relaxed yet. I haven't even, I can't read this. I don't know what I wrote, but I like not there's cozy there. award. maybe mm-hmm. what was the other one we had the, this is fine. This is fine. I think, uh, I
0: had everything's fine award. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't look behind the curtain. Um,
2: hmm, I'm kind of interested. Something new about curtain. Yeah. Oh, okay. I really like, like, also, <laughs> no. anchor. The, hook, the other one Neville I
1: had Neville. was uh, the Yo Ho Ho and a not Bottle. Not the mic. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not the mic. Special.
0: Not worthy. Michael's <laughs> Secret stuff.
1: <laughs> no, not that one. Unfortunately, not a good fit. Not a good fit.
2: Um. Mm. I have go fish two on the nose and then I have take to <laughs> the, <is> <laughs> the <nose>. I know <laughs> I have take to the seas like I don't know like uh, whatever maybe just this is fine then is that the
1: no we, we were so mm. good for eight other ones I know. <laughs> yeah you're right we have
2: to come up with a better one I do like this the um, number two game my favorite idea that got lobbied was the behind the curtain award kind of thing that mm-hmm. Jill was playing with can we do anything mm-hmm. with that I also like the hook idea that got thrown out too, but that was just a word. <laughs> like, <what>? Yeah, more <laughs> an idea. I'm just like
1: here we go, sixty boat puns.
2: The sink and swim <laughs> award. I love it. The Sink and swim. The Resident Evil inventory management award. I don't know.
1: Ship uh, happens.
2: Ship happens. Ship ha- I like
4: it. Ship it's happens. like closer. you know. You guys are right.
2: I'm looking at the other awards. It's it's just not on par.
4: Yeah. It's not. It it's closer, not though. I feel like Ship Happens has a good energy to it. It's just a little, like, yeah. kind of like the Go Fish one. It's, like, a little bit too close, but...
2: They're both a little bit giving, like, embroidered on a pillow that, like... Right. um a, <laughs> a yeah, middle-aged
1: is aged white woman a, a, would a a have, Times you know? Square, A Times Square uh, souvenir shop. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. What about um, Has it Hooks In Me Award? <laughs> We're getting closer, maybe? The... Oh, Mike, uh,
1: light up! Mean, Come I on, I'm Mike. Gonna, I'm gonna get shut down. The Sorry. salt daddy award, because it's sea salt and the, the salt daddy. I
2: I don't hate it, but it's it's not quite. But what's the? Why is it salt daddy? Just because like you had a daddy to something? Salt
4: or it, water. You just wanted <laughs> to say daddy. Yeah, say but- daddy. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> <he> daddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause say the dredge daddy award. I'll go with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the be hallucination. That's what, that's uh, the thing.
1: That's that's yeah. where I
2: was oh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going with the trip into the sea. But you
1: know, <gasps> oh, that's what you meant.
2: Yeah, but if you have to gotcha. explain it, as soon as, as soon as I started <laughs> I, explaining, I knew I'd lost. Like, yeah, I knew yeah. it was over. If, but
1: nightmare fuel, tripping balls, one of those maybe.
2: Uh, uh, nah.
1: Wow, that's the rest of our life, huh? Let, let it because the
2: other ones the are also it burn good. Let Mm-hmm.
0: Ah. Oh,
2: Someone ex- explain the game again, Jenny. <laughs> maybe. I like, too, you did a really good job explaining it. I felt like you touched on yeah. all of the, yeah. I think maybe something with trinkets, the, the, the gremlin <laughs> award. secret, like you a gremlin award, <laughs> <laughs> reading <laughs> on
0: a boat award. That'd be my best the one. I'm on a boat. The I'm on, the on,
2: the, the I'm on, on a, a boat, boat award. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm on a boat, boat award. Like the 2008. <laughs> I'm on a boat award. I want that. The the old meme. I'm like, hey, yeah. do you guys remember this meme from 2010? I think yeah,
1: you remember this hit track,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> but I actually literally... gone fishing award. No, it's just go fish, no. but with the different conjugation, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Boats and hoes, the boats and hoes award. <laughs> Same energy of I'm I mean, there
2: boat. are boats and there are other people you talk to, mm-hmm. but like that's not it's not quite enough there.
0: How about best fishing minigame? Oh. Let's just go. Let's go, let's go That's really too normal. Yeah. Normal. Let's go really normal. Also, I, feel with
2: like, it. I would also argue the fishing isn't a minigame. I think it's the core game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm.
1: hit, the, hit the deck.
2: Like, it's. There's there's something there. What would we say is the essence of Dredge? What is because, the essence? Because of I dredge? feel like everything else, except for the Chance the Rapper one, but that was just good. So they could get away with just being a <laughs> pun. Yeah. But everything else speaks to the essence of. The secret sauce is. of the game. I guess light exception too to Space For them Bound because it right. kinda got like a oh, it was like the first mm-hmm. thing from the year kind of thing.
0: Um, I like the idea just, of the cozy sinister combination because yeah. that comes mm-hmm. up a lot. So I really want to come up with like um, is it
4: like two sides of the same coin kind of situation? Like like the dual pers- like the dual um I don't know.
1: The Harvey the Two Face du- Award. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Dua Lipa Award? I, like, Dual Lipo yeah. Award? Like, I don't know. Um there's the Duality Award I mean that's too like formal though. But yeah. I like I I think I'm cool this going like... in on the
1: Slipknot's Duality Award. <laughs> Duality <laughs> you just Award to say sponsored Slipknot. by Slipknot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good track. It's a good song.
2: Honestly. I was thinking uh, that's that's warmer. I like I like it, yeah. but I don't I don't know if I love it yet. But the Duality Award sponsored by Slipknots is actually Really funny. I kinda, like Slipknot's the the this,
4: full. But. If you yeah, if you do the full award
2: <laughs> like that, I the duality award yeah.
1: sponsored by or powered by Slipknot.
2: <laughs> are we Are we going with that? Is that Is that a lock?
1: I push my fingers into my eyes. Yeah, let's go metal.
2: Okay. I feel <laughs> okay. I I feel good. Jill, you're kind of got.
0: I don't know. I think. Hmm.
1: I can't imagine Jill is the answer, listening it, to Slipknot.
0: Okay. I don't think either, but like I just, well, you know, Slipknot's lovely. You know, I do have a very <laughs> specific memory lovely. of my life where um, <laughs> I was in a park with a bunch of friends, and for some reason, someone walking by, t- like, needed to shout this out to us in particular. Um, Slipknot won't be cool in five years, and then just ran away. Cool, yeah. That's literally so. my touchstone.
1: Swimming with the fishes award.
2: Sleeping with he fishes. don't swim though. No. Uh, well, sleep, no, sleep, right? I
1: meant to say sleeping. Oh, yeah, sleep. I meant to say sleeping. I think the gobble, gobble ghoul as essence. I
2: do like, I do like the, the Hudson River one, oh, oh, oh. But I think we should explore oh, other things. Yes. Wait, there is a
0: Christmas song that I got stuck in my head that I somehow changed the lyrics to. And it's, um, filled with joy and fear. <laughs> i like it <laughs> dang it
2: sorry we're not you're ever so
0: gonna get to number no, one no we're getting guys. close we're really
4: close, close. No, thank god for each category this <laughs> is not it but do like, you have one i was no, gonna, go gonna ahead, say Jenny.
1: quick side note while we were yep. thinking about this do do you you guys get the uh super rare games uh christmas card
0: i don't think they do no i don't, I don't think so mm-hmm.
1: so They've been sending it to me for sure, a couple sure. years now, and I was, like, really stoked that I got the shipping notification that it came through. Um, It got shipped to my old address in New York. I'm very upset about that. Oh, no.
2: Oh.
1: The, Jill talking about Christmas music reminded me. Yeah. Jenny, continue.
4: Okay. What about, like, um, okay, because, like, oh, the under- oh. undertone. Undertone, you know?
0: undercurrent.
4: Yeah, I was, like, what about, Go, like, Jenny. Like, like, dark undercurrent or, like, sinister undercurrent or, like, like,
2: I don't know. Cozy There's something about like, Yeah. Deep water. <laughs> I don't know. Deep waters run the scared. Deep. I don't know. And that's like a bad, a t- a, those little like strap lines that you have to do at the bottom of articles, um, which I write those too. They're they're almost that they need to be bad, which is probably why most of my ideas are the way they are. Um, <laughs> isn't there a word this for What's is... that thing that like, if you get stuck in it, it pulls you underwater? What is that called? It's like a undertow? I oh. think,
4: like, I think yeah, it's Undertale, like I feel like it sounds, it, it makes me think kind of too current. much, is the thing. Or like, the, what are those, the sneak waves? Um, Rogue wave?
0: Yeah. Sneaky wave yeah. award? The no. sneaky wave sneaky, <laughs> <laughs> ninja wave. Uh,
2: okay. It,
1: I think it's been like 15 minutes. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I really don't know.
2: To pick one. Honestly, I... I hesitate to like push us towards something that we don't all love. Cause I feel like we loved all these. I do. I'm kind of into the duality of uh, sponsored by slipknot. Yeah. Okay. I think to throw the this one that out
0: that there. Remembered. Hold on.
1: Hold on. I, I think How I How about
0: have... cozy Cthulhu award.
1: I have one more dumb one. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm ready. Mike, one more
1: <laughs> The Jack Dawson Memorial award. Cause Titanic, he died. It's water. Yep.
0: No, we got that. That was great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think, think it was, like, not... I think, I the, think duality, the duality
2: yeah. award, um, yeah. Also, shocked this didn't happen for every single category.
1: Right. So I I yeah. We We were run. doing so yeah. well.
2: We apologize, everybody. We're having fun, though.
1: They love it. Number 87 <laughs> yeah. on the charts. Let's go. Everybody,
2: else, everybody in... <laughs> okay, yeah, I've been game, waiting for us to talk about that, because <gasps> that really yeah. floored me. I was like, I guess I have to increase my self-esteem. Because I just, I just figured, because we're so new, that we wouldn't yeah. be yeah. that yeah. high. But... Yeah. Shout out to all y'all. Also, two, shout out to uh, apologies for not remembering your name offhand, but someone walked up to me during um Day of the Devs and we're like, hey, I love you on in- on Indie Council. And I was like, oh yay, Hello. like that's so cool so to get cool. recognized for like the show. Um 100%. yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suck it, mid-max. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, I love when like this sm- what whatever the next th- whatever the newest thing is the thing I'm repping the hardest. All right. Like, yeah. Y'all had my my marketing time.
0: Okay, moving on to number one, the top game for the Indie Council in 2023, and it is Venba. Woo. 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 Janet, you want to take this one? Yeah.
2: Um, also, also Janet killing
1: me with, with her slipknot no, wording. Come on.
2: I Okay, literally, <laughs> I was tabbed out. I've, it's all You fix it later. <laughs> Slip lip. Yeah. What is I was this? tabbed out because I'm like, slipknot. Is it spelled <laughs> like one word? Is it not? I had no idea. But what I do know is that Vemba is a great video game. Um, uh-huh. And it's very much giving, like, I oh, I had to present this. I just sent in the Google slide. Um, but no, Vemba fantastic. It is a um, story cooking game um about a it kind of tells like that first generation story um of a family that immigrated from india now they have a kid who's you know raised first gen american but i think or is it yeah um or canadian is it it canada is it yeah yeah it's it's Canadian, right yeah Yeah, it's Canadian, canadian so apologies on that front but uh canadian but i think what's really cool about it which this didn't really fully click for me until i was talking about it later with um Patrick on remap from the future. It's, it gets aired way later, but whatever, right? He mentioned how it's interesting that uh you kind of see both perspectives of like both like the parent mm-hmm. and the child. Like you kind of can empathize with both because sort of looking at it from all angles, which I think really is one of the many things that makes Venba special to me. um I talked about this, I think even just last week or two weeks on the, ago on the show, where I kind of came into Venba thinking, okay, what are you going to say that hasn't already been said in this story? It's a story that, like, you know, I'm sort of familiar with the vibes being I think first generation myself and it's like okay I I get the beats you're gonna hit and a lot of times they did hit those beats but I think the way they expressed it was really what was so special to me um I think they were really masterful in the way they reined in their storytelling to allow for gaps for the player to sort of fill that in and you know little things like the without giving things away even though fairly short game, but the father's glasses and kind of seeing mm-hmm. that throughout and like the journey that mm-hmm. an object takes. I think there's such a a delicateness in their approach to storytelling that I think really made the story so much more impactful. Uh the music in this game is incredible.
4: Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And frankly, the, you know, the cooking, obviously we all can debate the different things we liked or didn't like about any variety of games, but I found the cooking to be really fantastic. I, I like that it was a little different each time. Um it's kind of a very casual puzzle that usually involves maybe like parts of the steps are smudged or like, you know, there's a moment where it's like in a different length, you know, you can't like read it. So you have to like sense it with the picture. Like I think they play with that and it's like different each time. It kind of reminds me of, um you know, in music, which, you know, music plays a big role in this game as well it's the idea of you want to exhaust a musical idea. So you want to introduce it, bring it back. Now you said it differently. Now you layered it and you see that in within a good song. And sometimes you even see that within a good album. You know, I think of like Bo Burnham's inside, especially the extended Mm -hmm. cut where you see him like getting all the juice out of an idea. And I feel like Venba was the video game version of that. You really saw them fully exploring the different ways they can play within the few things they decided to do in the game. And I think they got the most out of everything they did. Um, I feel like this game was this year's unpacking where you might hear it and be like, yeah. Oh, I, I kind of know what that'll be. And then you play it and you're like, am I crying? Like that, that was fun. <laughs> and <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Front to back quick playthrough, wonderful game.
4: Yeah. The game it was, it's my favorite game of the year. I it's one that I cannot stop thinking about. Um, I was definitely ugly crying by the end. Cause also I'm first generation on my mom's side. And what I think was really special was watching, I, I cannot remember the name, well, many streamers did this, um, but uh, people playing with their moms who are Indian, who like don't typically play games and having their moms actually know how to do the cooking even before the streamer would, because it was so real and true to like the actual process. And I thought that was so yeah. beautiful to watch. Oh, just outstanding. 100%. My mm-hmm. number one game of...
0: 2023 venba what award are we giving our top game this year um so i have uh to the very last drop award and juice squeezing and and was it juice squeezing (laughs) yep juice (laughs) squeezing that juice out
1: uh the only thing i got is even the crumb is yum award
0: even the crumb is yum
4: uh, I, I had I, that. <laughs> I had uh, the smellovision award because like you can basically yes. smell Ooh. everything you see, um, and then one that was like kind of stealing from Cosmic Wheel, where it's like breaking the cycle because it was like the generational. It has this like mm. generational sort of cycle trauma element um, that I think is really interesting. But yeah, smellovision I think is the one I'm leaning a little more towards.
2: I'm kind of into that. Of game. my I choices. Agree. I like it. I just put, I put goatee and I'm like, it's boring. Um, it's like, oh, it's a tough game, you know? Um, I like the Smell-O-Vision one because I could see, I see a future with that. So I'm, I'm a little inclined <laughs> for that one as well. How about,
0: but- um, how about uh, the We eaten Award?
1: Feasting, We feastin'.
2: We feastin'. The You Ate With This One more. You ate okay, I think it's gonna be too dated in time. You
0: know, a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm happy with Smell-O-Vision if that's where we're going.
1: Someone cooked in here? Honestly? Let, let them honestly, cook.
2: Away. Let I, them cook. Uh, <laughs> okay. i I'm down. Okay, right. down. Let them cook. All right. So good.
0: Mm-hmm. And there we have it, everybody. Our top 10 games are <laughs> Potion Craft in Stars and Time, Spin Rhythm XD, The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, Chance of Sonar, A Space for the Unbound, Slay the Princess, Cocoon, Dredge, and Venba. And then our awards, which will be forever from now on <laughs> in the future. The a- awards we award <laughs> things from here on out will be uh, the Not Like Other Sims Award, the Do I Need to Repeat Myself Award, the Spin Me Right Round Award, the Hex Appeal Award, That's so the good. Chance the Rapper Award. Jenny, that was <laughs> a fantastic award. Yeah. Uh, the First Out the Gate Award, the Kool-Aid Man Award, the Little <laughs> Guy Award, the Duality Award sponsored by Slipknot and the Let Them Cook Award. Nice.
1: I'm still that here, is- by the way. Okay. 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 I was like,
0: no, I <laughs>
1: I was like <laughs> That you is I handle list of all awards. the
4: awards. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, I feel really good. I like, I would love to send every dev a laurel and a congratulations. 100%. <laughs> <for her expected laughs> award. Oh. Yeah.
1: I That's
0: think this in is a, mail, a great everyone. top 10. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, we all had things on our list that were idiosyncratic to us and things that for we sure. loved. But I love this is a great list. I am very very happy with how it all ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, we special are, shout
1: out to Goobies.
0: Special shout, special out, to shout goobies. out to Goobies. can we yeah. put um, uh, like an honorary mention award, but we just call it the Gooby Gang. The Gooby award? Gang oh my award. God, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Top. Yeah,
1: and it goes to 11. Goobies this year. Yes, <laughs> and it goes to <laughs> Goobies this year.
0: The Gooby. Gang award goes to the Goobies. Uh jumping over to things we've been playing. We are running a bit long, but since this is our last show of 2023, I think, you know, we're just giving people that extra content. Everybody's cool. Um yeah. mm-hmm. I hope everybody's good with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh time. let's talk about games we've been playing. I want to talk about this game so bad. Please. Uh the the Jenny gig um <laughs> Ultros. Ultros is so good.
1: Jill? Yeah. All I want to do is play Ultros. Play more Ultros. I'm so mad that Jenny is stealing the key from me.
0: Yeah. I was Just- like I have to I have to finish this before cuz we got the key from Jenny, you know, disclaimer. Um and it was like okay, you have access to this until the you know this certain day and it'll cut off (laughs) yeah today essentially i'm like no i need to play this more it is so 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 good and it's like it is a game for anyone who has seen um when did this first show up i feel like it was at like we saw it at day at the devs very recently um but you'll you'll recognize it as like the psychedelic metroidvania type game like if if you've been paying attention that's that's probably what you'll remember it most yeah and every frame of this game is a painting it is unbelievable how not only beautiful but like intricate everything is like go ahead mike i see your, i see your mouth <laughs> moving
1: no i just um i told kyle last night because we recorded uh like our just fresh impressions of it just like playing through the demo and putting it up on youtube um i told him during that recording i was like yo i hope this game becomes like my obsession because i really want something in this game tattooed on me like some of the yeah. background elements some of those um i call them mommies they're probably not mommies oh yeah Jenny, mommies. don't I correct it. me it's fine i'm
0: calling them that <laughs> from here on out <laughs> i gotta
1: this up let's go going- don't worry about it uh (laughs) janet
0: i promise you if you play this game you'll understand it you will understand well like mommy's cradling these little slugs oh okay yes no that makes sense. like on one hand you'll understand better on the other hand you'll understand it exactly as well as you understand it right (laughs) now never want to talk
1: to me again um (laughs) yeah every frame like you said every frame of this game is like like it's you know you see a a trailer for a game and you're like oh this looks really cool um Mm -hmm. you know i'm curious how it's going to be like when you are actually holding the sticks like sometimes it doesn't always work out and sometimes it is exactly what you think it is this exceeds all expectations of what i thought this game would be in motion like i i was stunned like every time i entered a room i just had to stop and look and like that goes to like the map as well. Like I yes. think the map is so killer and in terms of its straight up aesthetic and illustration.
0: And it's it's, it's not only Okay, so we're spending a lot of time on the visuals because they yeah, are Yeah, about so what the game, game actually is. <laughs> but the game itself, like the thing that that really pushed me over the edge is the game itself is amazing to play. It feels smooth and buttery. It is essentially a Metroidvania like after I got Kind of past the alienness of the exterior and some of the concepts going on. I'm like, oh, this is Samus. Okay. Like, I got it. <laughs> I got this. But like, done in a really smart way. Like, I am so blown away by the system of like eating in this game. Oh my God. Where, like, it's a mixture between Devil May Cry and like, I thought of Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, met- like put in any Metroidvania in there. It's like you are trying to defeat baddies as they are around in the platforming levels. It's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Um, you are trying your hardest to do it stylistically. So like Double May Cry style, but instead of getting uh, like a grade, you defeat the creature and it drops a quality level of it's of something like it's limb or it's innards or something um and if you've managed to be stylish it stylistic about how you've defeated it, your quality of thing is better. So if you're dropping like a tentacle you can have like a super high grade sparkly tentacle or like this is such like dubious mashed up pulp that you messed up so badly. Um, and when you eat this, you can gain health, which is like, okay, that's cool. But on top of it, you get sort of points into a set of, yeah, nutrients that are like columns represented by different colors and those grow as you're eating different things. And when you head over to this skill tree, you spend your nutrients that you've stored up on certain abilities so like if i wanted like first of all i had to get the backstab ability because of course i was gonna get the backstab ability and so i think you needed like the pink nutrient for that and i don't remember they're they're all like alien things um so you needed to go out and kill a monster that dropped a pink nutrient and spend all of that but then you have to look at other things on the skill tree and be like hey, but wait, if I want to double jump, that also takes some of that nutrient. So I don't want to like take all so there is a really brilliant and clever, like, play of like, how you want to get all of these things. And sometimes you're finding seeds that you're planting. And that's just gonna like bump you up on all things. I love I love it. It is a synergy that is so clever.
1: It's also um, that system is really interesting as well, because it's a great risk reward kind of balance of, yes, maybe you are very close to the next skill. Like, let's say it's the uh, I as soon as I saw the dropkick, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be dropkick of fools left and right. Let's go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I could be eating all of my organs and nutrients and all that kind of stuff to get enough to unlock that skill but maybe I want to save some of that stuff for health because clearly I'm going towards a boss of some sort, and I don't know how badly they're going to beat me down and I'm not going to need a lot of this health. So yeah, it's it's like, do I want to eat all of my food right now in order to unlock more skills or do I need to save a little bit because I don't know what's coming in the next room. To talk about a little bit of the, like just the Metroidvania nature of it, I think it's, I feel like a lot of times metroidvanias go a little too hard where it could be a little overwhelming and maybe a little convoluted um and you get lost a lot and maybe the map isn't too intuitive Ultros is it strikes the perfect chord it's rewarding it it, it really has a great sense of exploration and secrets like i never felt like i was completely lost and i never felt um like I never felt like I was wasting time going off the beaten path a mm-hmm. little bit. Like they were like going through like let's say choosing left or right. I, I go left first and then like cool, I found a seed that I could plant to get a really cool uh nutrient that'll boost all my stats a little bit. Or getting a really cool piece of food that will boost my nutrients in order to get a cool skill. Awesome. Wasn't too big of a side adventure. Let's continue on to the main path. Um yeah, it's just it's really, really well designed. Um and also yeah. the combat also is super snappy and feels great and responsive. And it always felt good taking down a baddie and getting a lot of that perfect variety stuff and um, love the ricochet mechanic where you could kind of shoot enemies into each other. is really cool. Yeah. The music is fantastic. That boss fight that we got to do is fantastic. The characters are stellar and I cannot wait to learn more about them.
0: Yeah. The narrative is something that really blew me away as well. It is one of those like galaxy brain like things like almost literally galaxy brain things um uh, i i won't be able to tell you the that thing. i understand anything that happened
1: well here's the thing you know? the, if the thing it's but, you know it, the preview is out there and stuff like you know clearly jenny and the crew are comfortable with sharing this kind of insight with us but this These devs had the gall to do the Death Stranding reveal trailer thing of having the seven homies like floating in the sky. And like those are your things that you have to save, defeat, something like that. And we were talking about uh, in Stars and Time and we were talking about Slay the Princess. It's a time loop game.
0: Yeah, which is gnarly. (laughs) My last note in my journal, because I write notes as I'm playing games, literally says, did I break the universe or did it break me? And that's literally that's the, Jenny quote my that. last, yeah. <laughs> like literally, that was my last thought on this game. And that's uh, like if it it started out as a game where I'm like, I'm keeping this on my radar. This looks real good. So, like, this is the top of my 2024 Same. anticipated. Same. Like, yes, February 13th, I believe, is the release date that's out right now. Like, God, I can't wait. I know February. I'm so excited, uh, Janet. I want to throw it over to you for. Games you've been playing.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll leave one of mine for, because I think me and Mike have crossover for one, so I'll save that one. But I, um, I'll i start backwards. I did Janet Demore is a slumlord and a witch at Day of the Hell day yeah. as well.
4: Which oh God, uh, yes.
2: also shot to, I don't know if it was the dev team or PR who emailed me about it, but they mentioned, sorry, our villain's named, at, like, with your name, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, like, which I thought was cute. I was like, oh, that's a little personal message. Um, this one's interesting for me, because I... I like a lot of things about it. Uh, the premise, which is that like you're it's kind of, it's a survival, it's like a horror game, but also mm-hmm. about like how renting is terrible. And that speaks to me on a deep level. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's having a lot of like fun and play with that. Um, in the day of the dev stream, they even mentioned like, oh, we're still working on it. So like send us your rental horror stories and like incorporate it into the game. Um, and environmentally, I like how, as you explore the space, there's also an almost surrealist element to the horror, which is cool. It's, like, trippy and, and just kind of weird. And I, I vibe with that. The only thing I didn't like about the game that I'm kind of like, oh, man, do I want to, like, do the full var-? Like, I don't know. The thing that gives me big pause is the movement feel. It does that thing where because it's sort of a fixed camera per room, it's that mm. classic. Like, you walk into a room, but, like, the stick is still to the right, but now you're facing a different way. So now you like can't move for a second, and I don't know if that's just like kind of unavoidable with that style. I mean, to a degree, I feel like it kind of is. Um, so I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like should I hold hold that against it in a way? It's not my favorite movement, but I do like all of the other aspects about it. So that's kind of like, a tough spot for it.
1: I'd imagine they would want to play into that. Like it sounds like they are really going for old school Resident Evil like, vibes, Resident and like maybe Evil, they do yeah. play into yeah yeah just play into like strict angles just to show you what they want to show you
2: yeah like, so you I, see
1: like what their horrors that they're envisioning
2: yeah it's um i just wish it like felt a little smoother but i do think how sure. do you make fixed when it's you know what i mean like that isn't that always mm-hmm. gonna be a problem because it is like a fixed cut um i'm not sure if there even is a way to develop around that um to the point of the old school thing that like y'all both you know picked up on is um they do have also the option to do tank controls, which I toggled on for a second, then realized, oh no, no, I can't. I felt like when I turned on tank controls, yeah. I felt like a cat put in a harness. Like I didn't know how to walk anymore. <laughs> I was just like, actually, because I'm like, well, because you know, and I thought like, I touched Resident Evil for a bit back in the day. Like I could, do-. And I'm like, no, I like can't move. So, but that it is there for people who like it. And the devs themselves, one thing I appreciate appreciated about that was they themselves are not interested in tank controls but they're like we put it in because we know some people really like it and we want to offer that but like i would never play it this way kind of thing so we'll see maybe i'll swing back for the full build just to like catch the vibes because i do think it's got some fun funky puzzle trippy stuff going on Mm -hmm. but yeah that was like my ending bit with with janto demore 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 yeah yeah
4: demore i think DeMornay. De Mornay, De Mornay, yeah.
1: <laughs> have, have either of you played their previous game, uh, "Queer Man Peering yes. into a Rock Pool"? I was gonna say,
4: no, I was but was like, awesome. It's so, it's really heartwarming. It's great. Uh, it's
1: yeah, so good. So, like, I think these two individuals are the perfect pair to develop a game with this concept. Yes. So, Janet, also, I urge you to go back to and okay. play it. I'll.
2: I'll mm-hmm.
4: I will say the movement up, in their first game is quite i think you'll play it you'll be like whoa i'm moving really slowly um yeah but i think once you get into the game it felt to me a bit more like a feature rather than a bug situation but it is like when you start you're like whoa i am really just like meandering down (laughs) this island
2: yeah i think that can be kind of like a it's it's not an impossible hurdle to get over, but something that I'm like, uh, I wish this like felt a little differently. But the, all the ideas are kind of rad. Um, yeah. I also really popped, which I felt kind of bad that this was the thing I popped for the most because technically another game. But <laughs> when I was playing, I went to the kitchen in this game and, bro, they had Gubbin's refrigerator magnets. And I was like, yes, oh, snap, is this Gubbin's? That. And they were like, do you play Gub? I was like, yeah, I, I Gubb. You know, I've been known to... Yeah, uh, we
1: <laughs> Gubbin. Hell yeah, yeah.
2: that Honestly, that might win the Gooby Game Award next year. I'm not sure, but... Yes. Um, that was a fun one. Um, I hit up this game called Noun Town, um, which is a language learning game. Um, the short of it is, I'm down to maybe stick it out and like use it as a companion piece to my language learning. Which right now I'm working on Spanish. Uh, one critique I have is, I wish they had, especially for Spanish, like Spanish Latin America and not Spanish Spain, because like mm. they're very different, especially with nouns, which like the game sort of enters on nouns and it does grow to like phrases and other things. But um, holistically, I did think they had some really cool ideas with like, okay, you identify something, you can hear them speak it. The game uses your microphone. So you're like reading out the stuff. Um, and I think that's really cool. So I feel like they're doing a lot of interesting things with language learning. So like shout out to that. And then the last one I want to bring up, because again, Thailand song Mike also has, so I can touch base there. Uh, Cryptmaster. Um, I love this game. this is like my favorite thing I've played in kind of a hot minute. Um, it's just the demo of it uh, I think it was it was a day of the devs and it's out on Steam because it was like at the day of Dev show and has a, a little demo. Um, this is a game that when I saw it in the showcase I wasn't quite sure what it was because it was a little vague in parts. I'm like okay, it's like a typing game but like do I gotta go f- am I typing fast is it House of the dead but inverted like I wasn't really sure. But it had, like, a stark... Oh. Oh. Exactly. It had a stark <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> That's honestly not unlike what the trailer was like, where it's like a Crypt Master just yelling <laughs> at you, and I'm like, yeah. I don't really know what's going on. But now that I've played it, it freaking rocks. It is a so old-school dungeon crawler style. Um, yeah, Mike, feel free to chime in if you've dug into this, too, because old-school dungeon crawler, you encounter things like a chest, and you type in chest to open it, and then the Crypt Master, you forgot... All your memories, classic video game stuff, right? You don't have any memories, you kind of rebuild them. And the crit master to help you like kind of gain your memories back, you have to remember objects. So the crit master will have this object and you can ask them to do things to the object, usually like sensory-based things. So you can, you know, say type taste and they're like lick it and be like, This tastes disgusting. You know, next question. You know, there's um I came up with lift as one to see like how heavy something was. And they're describing it, and then you see on the screen, it'll be something like maybe, I don't know, whatever many letters it is for the word of what the object is. So, like, one of the objects I found was, like, a shield. And I'm like, okay, I think this is a shield. If the letters fit, I type it in. They're like, cool. This gives you, just as a fake example, like, now you earned, like, an L and a D to, like, your letters that your party has. And then from there, you're trying to guess what word is Associated with whatever party member, and that's going to be an ability. And some of the abilities are like a little obvious, like "oh, this is hit," but other ones are way funkier. Like one of mine was Soothe, and I'm like, "oh, that's my healer." Like I thought I might have that in the party, so it's kind of like some really interesting things. It's kind of like typing is the is the conduit, it's the mechanic, but it's more of a like word guessing and word deduction game than like a typing game, which I think is a fun take on like the typing game genre so i was super into it the combat gets a little funky because it's like oh my god what's my ability again i'm fighting a giant rat I'll let me just start typing things in but they also do have a turn-based mode again from the ui the devs are like uh we really think of this as real-time combat but if you want turn-based it's there which i do think is cool if people find that more unpleasant than like funly frantic i i thought mm. it was fun to kind of do it in real time but I definitely think it would be easier <laughs> to do a turn-based for sure. So yeah, I absolutely adored that. But Mike, you spent a little bit of time with that too as well then.
1: Yeah, I played this at some point last year, I think maybe. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's this really dope take on an old school dungeon crawler and like everything you just said. it. I will add, it's really impressive what you can say to the Crypt Master. It yes. seems like he has a response to everything and it's horrifying i don't know how that works development wise um and i didn't get it to work in again it was like a year ago so obviously it probably just wasn't like implemented super well yet but there will be a a input mode where you could use a microphone and talk to the master Um, unless that changed like you know things change in the span of a year but um, uh yeah that's exactly how i intend to play that game because i just want (laughs) to chat with my new friend my new creepy Uh friend
2: i will say really quick to the point of responsiveness it the crit master because they're present when you open like the chest but they're also like just kind of exist like as like a god kind of in the game and you can you'll type things and sometimes the crit master will respond to like your guesses they're like no you tried that already or like i don't know what that is or they're like acknowledge the actual words so i think the coding Mm -hmm. underneath the hood is really i'm really curious about that because the crit master responds to like quite a like wide range of things yeah. um but yeah definitely did still feel like it's in progress in the sense that like the audio settings were like very a little messed up like they just wouldn't respond to like me trying to turn stuff down or up which made streaming kind of rough but other than that um it worked really well and was super fun so definitely check it out it's a very interesting game
1: when they uh, first announced the game whenever it was um any Twitter response that the Cryptmaster account got, they responded and it was yes. like with a video of the Cryptmaster saying That's a response.
0: Amazing.
1: And like, I, we got a. I, it, it would take, it would be very challenging to try to dig it up, but like Six One Indie got a very specific Six One Indie response from the Cryptmaster in like that stellar voice acting.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it's, yeah, it's really impressive. So, so I'm good. really stoked for it.
0: 100%. Mike, uh, you have another game on here that, uh, Janet kind of touched on Highland song. Yeah. I have, I want to dive into this. I haven't been able to yet. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. So Highland song is a narrative platformer that takes place in the Scottish Highlands. You are a young girl, essentially like kind of sneaking out of home and you want, the goal is to meet up with your uncle in another area of Scotland. And, um, the whole gameplay mechanic is you are scaling up and down mountains and you are identifying different peaks and different mountains. Um, to explore and learn about Scotland and the culture and some of the history behind it. Um, I'm, I I need to, I I don't think I was in the right mindset for it. When I I gave it a shot, I I put about an hour into it. What I really love is obviously the visuals. It's all hand drawn, hand animated. It is really stunning. I love the, how it uses uh, perspective. So like, or I guess depth perception in a way. So it's very strictly like, 2d illustrations but all like it's very hard to explain like pretend like you're looking at your desk in front of you and you are putting pieces of paper split uh like pieces of paper standing up in rows and uh like the gaps between are st- still strictly gaps between um, i sorry, Janet distracted me with this tweet. Did you find the tweet?
2: I I might have, yeah. But holy to, shit, okay. To but a, yeah, to I, ask your Highland Song thing, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of
1: like. <terror. laughs> sorry, that's why I started stuttering.
2: No, 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 it's all good. Um, i it's this. This has been the theme of the episode of like either inadvertently or purposefully distracting each other with side messages about the show. But um, yeah, it's kind of like um, almost like collage like or like paper yes. dolls like. And I do think the um. While it's not quite functionally the same because of the jumping that you're describing between like the gaps, Mike, but it does remind me a bit of Oxenfree's style, like both in like the look and then kind yeah. of the, you're mm-hmm. zoomed out looking at like a large landscape as you slowly like traverse it. But yeah, it does have like a bit of platforming to it um, yeah. and then climbing despite being 2D and having layers. So yeah, I get how it's it's a little bit of a, like a funkier take.
1: Yeah, um, first off, the Crypt Master tweet, way more general than I thought it was. Uh, (laughs) It's just him saying, "Ooh, I like that. Um, Yeah, so I really like, uh, obviously, the visuals are stunning. I I do like the platforming. It does a really interesting um, twist on platforming with its music. The music is remarkable, but it... It is part rhythm platformer as well so you will get into these segments of like a, a giant field in front of you and you know just moving left to right will be might be a little boring so you could cue music that kicks off and like it's really impressive where it like it feels like it's the start of a music video where like back in the day you know they had like the credits on the lower third and it tells you like the song name and the artist all that kind of stuff that'll pop up and it turns into just like a playable music video of sorts where you are you have to tap jump to the rhythm of the music and and I guess like it is like segmented. You can't just tap to like any rhythm Um, and yeah, it it just runs through and plays the song and you were jumping to the tune of the song. It's really cool. Um, Really love the exploratory stuff where like I mentioned, you are climbing these mountains and you are trying to identify stuff in the distance. So like you'll pick up map fragments essentially, or like old pages of history books and it'll give you visual clues of like this mountain is, I don't know, janet peak and <laughs> you have to find like the picture on the page will you know it'll have some like visual characteristics so you have to like go on the mountain and scrub through the landscape and try to figure out okay like is that what this mountain looks like is this it and you're trying to pinpoint what each mountain is and give it a name um what i don't vibe with and this is just my taste in general it has survival elements i'm not a survival kind of person so like you can You'll lose health when it's like rainy, you you have to go to sleep, you have to make sure you're in shelter when the weather is bad. It has the Breath of the Wild climbing thing where if it's rainy and it rains a lot, you're going to slide. It has a stamina kind of thing where if you are climbing and you run out of stamina, you're going to fall. Um, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. really taking it down a few notches for me, but um, I do want to give it another fair shot because I think the presentation, the music, the sense of exploration is really something special.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see why if you don't like those features, like it's just that is gonna be what's gonna be, right? Um yeah. but personally I really like the added stakes to it. Um I was talking about this uh, game on the min show, and I'm like, this is the only character where I feel really bad if she's like hurt at all. Like the way something about like the like it combined with the voice acting of it, the sound design, like I just really feel the weight of her safety, which is surprising. It kind of surprised me because I don't really connect with games in that specific way usually. Um, But I also like that it's sort of, there's an aspect of this game that's also like, almost like pseudo strategy, where it's like, how am I going to continue, right? And I think the environmental stuff and like the stamina stuff sort of pushes me in certain directions. And I kind of like it forcing me into certain things where I'm like, okay, well, now I really want shelter. So maybe I am going to like, talk to this guy by the fire because maybe I can get shelter like from what he has going on or you know I read like a note that mentioned oh you can get shelter underneath these um it's kind of like that stonehenge like structure that's like fairly early in the game though depending on what direction you go in and I was like okay now that's going to be my new goal I'm going to focus on getting there and then that took me somewhere else and I, I like how it sort of can push you in certain directions and kind of add a little bit of structure in that sense but yeah you know it is something that if you're not looking for that kind of experience, maybe it takes you out of the other aspects that it has going for it.
0: 100%. Um, I'm going to switch over to Jenny very quickly because she's thrown poor Mike a bone with talking about one of his favorite top 10 games, Uh, but also she has a game on this list that I missed during day of the devs. And I am devastated that I didn't get to check it out. So Jenny throw it out there.
4: Yes. So it's really funny that we had Spin Rhythm XD on the, like our top list, our top verdict, because I literally played it for the first time yesterday and it absolutely blew me away. Um, I, I don't want to go too far into it cause we already talked about it. We already hyped it up. It's great. Um, the other game, which Jill is Hermit and Pig. I'm assuming is probably Hermit and yes. Pig. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also has a demo, I believe, on Steam. So if you want to dive in, maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. I participated. I don't in, think it does. It doesn't.
1: Oh, it was a closed sorry. beta thing. Yeah, it
4: breaks my heart.
1: He's part of the six-one community. I think he was like, let me say.
4: Yes, it was yeah, closed the closed beta, beta yeah, that no, I participated in. Oh, I yeah, know. no
1: demo. I'm okay.
4: super
0: jealous of you, Jenny.
4: <laughs> oh, it was really, really fun, um, and I I played it actually, like, basically on the way to, to traveling, basically, and it was so quirky and great. It's based, it's Hermit and Pig. It's about a hermit and a pig, and you go truffle hunting in the forest. Um, again, it does have that quirky, Earthbound-esque RPG feel in terms of this pixel art. Things are just weird. Things are a little goofy. Um, the turn-based battles are really interesting because um the actions you have are things like stomp swipe crunch and you actually it's it's pokemon esque in that you have to do specific types of attacks against specific critters so like you have to stomp on bugs and you have to swipe at flies for example and it's like there are sort of these uncommunicated types that you're dealing with um also, there is against humans combat, but the combat is instead dialogue-based, and it's you trying to navigate a conversation, which is super interesting, and you're just such an awkward character, and other characters are really awkward to you, so that's really fun. Um, I think this is, I think they're coming out of Australia, if I remember correctly. And this is one of those games that if if it does, if it is coming out of Australia, um which maybe i should check it feels very australian to me for some reason
1: <laughs> I, I can confirm one of the devs is from north carolina because we north carolina <laughs> oh my over that
2: north carolina <laughs> the, the australia the of the United De- States De- States i was jill i was literally thinking of that same <laughs> dumb joke get out of my head
4: oh my god i love it oh, I oh my so kidding, there's I plenty of get room get in check check here jill out.
2: come on yeah
0: you yeah, know we all have one brain um, uh, so yeah I'm mind. so so glad that everyone that I've talked to seems to like it I can't wait to check that out um, I it's do want to just very quickly shout out a couple of mine which you can go check out my website and see all of my coverage on these but Flock amazing I love yeah. it mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a Pokemon creature catching Sweet. situation but like more you're a naturalist enjoying the world and charming creatures and uh, I'm so happy with my stupid little sheep that floats around. And when you cut, when you shear the wool, it gets naked and it looks so dumb. It looks so dumb. You guys, Sweet. I love it. Uh, Mars after midnight is Lucas Pope's next, uh, joint and it's going to be on play date. And it's very interesting as well. Uh, last time I saw you, it, another kind of anime inspired mm-hmm. game, but gets real creepy, real supernatural real quickly. And then I want to shout out House Flipper Two, which is coming out, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know, <laughs> you just flipping houses. I'm I'm running around cleaning up garbage and like wiping down raccoon footprints or whatever raccoons do because <laughs> raccoons are terrible. Everyone hates raccoons excuse um, me what? no yeah, terrible 100 oh percent. get
2: them out no. of here almost every time i, I am on tiktok I, at night they show me the raccoon ravine yes raccoons like sitting and eating they're like. the best. no, no they're them. not the
0: best i went to college in the mountains um and they raccoon are City. mean at least one person <laughs> yeah at least one person that i know had the raccoons chase them into the laundry room and they had to like they were stuck in there. because I've also been
1: chased there. by raccoons. They're still the best.
0: No, they're not. They're horrible. They're mean, and I have to clean up after them. In they're House cute, Flipper and their little too. hands,
2: they look, they're scheming. I, yeah, they're I so know. So
0: they're so mischievous. Just little guys. No, yeah. I hate them. Almost as bad as um bats. Bats terrible.
1: <gasps> what is wrong with you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, a bat is... Here's the thing. This isn't what animal will you fight. This is like, is the animal cool? I, a bat no, is kind of like a... Yes, I, I get it yeah i get it a little bit more sorry um
0: so yeah that is what we've been playing this week this is our our last episode of the year it's a nice long one nice beefy one so people can keep snacking on it throughout the you know i believe we're coming back in january Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm.
2: Um, mid-january early where
4: I think depends. I won't I be think, back until mid January. A few but of they us might. will be back early. Yeah,
0: yeah. A few might. So we'll see what happens. Keep your eyes open. The council is doing really well, as we alluded to earlier. We are in the top U.S. video game podcasts for Apple ooh. Podcasts. So yay is, for us! Ooh, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> <It's> so cool. <laughs> yay. Eighty-seven. Um, Eighty-seven. Oh, yeah. That's going to be like. We have to start making... We need to get jerseys. With with this AM. AM. Yeah, <laughs> merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is the end of this oh. week's council. Thank you to everyone joining us. Thank you. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike.
1: I just want to give a special shout out to Jenny for absolutely crushing it at the yes. Wholesome Snack. The Wholesome Snack was like generally fantastic. So good. Yeah. And so, so good. Yeah, you and Victoria crushed it. So, yeah.
4: yeah. Thank
0: you. Appreciate absolutely it. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Thank you to, I mean... Everybody on this podcast is so unbelievably talented. I'm so happy we can all get together and just talk about indies and be in that space. And like... uh I hope I get time just like while we're off on break, let, let's all just play some games together. Okay. Yeah. That's all. yeah. That's all let's do together. it. <laughs> um, I'll see everybody next year. Thank you to everybody who is watching. Thank you to everybody who's supporting us. Who's pushing the podcast into the top 100. Y'all are the best. Nuts. Y'all make this happen. I, I just, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with love for everybody on this podcast and for everybody watching. So, uh, Follow us, continue to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, as long as that exists. Uh, and Janet, for the most part, runs the socials, and that's uh, Indie underscore Council, if I
2: remember correctly. <laughs> indie Council underscore on Twitter, and then I think just the Indie Council on everything else. So everything else is, like okay. not going to lie, it's a little dry. I'm going to try to liven it up with some stuff, uh, but the yeah. Twitter's been growing quite a bit, so I appreciate people coming through on that.
0: 100%. And that with that, this session is closed. Go play some indies.
1: And for yeah. my birthday wish,
2: oh. birthday wish, <gasps>
1: I wish everybody a happy holiday. Even though Yay. 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 Well, now
2: we're told us, Mike,
0: it's gonna be miserable. <laughs> now
4: we're
2: gonna Suck have it. the worst <laughs> holidays,
0: <laughs> chaos holiday. But we love you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.